0: The Blaze Radio Network on demand. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network.
1: Hey, the uh, museum is being built right now.
2: Oh yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. That's the sound of the uh, the power sander. <laughs> we get that all day long. I just, <laughs> I think they just turned them off like two minutes ago because right. the show's about to come on.
2: I just walked through the middle area just going, uh, <laughs> and then all of everything, everything stopped. And so all you could hear out there was just me <laughs> droning on. Everyone stopped and looked, it was funny.
1: But it's, I mean, they're really, they're doing a lot. It's yes. going to be beautiful. It's going it to be is. fantastic. Uh, <laughs> so here's a great chance for you to upgrade from general admission to a private tour with Glenn. Ooh. Father's Day weekend here at the Mercury Studios in Irving, Texas. So you just fly into DFW, and uh, we're right by DFW, frankly. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mercury One is hosting uh, the museum the 15th through the 17th. Uh, From now through June 10th, any general admission ticket will be entered into a drawing for an upgrade to one of the private tours that Glenn's giving on Saturday morning. So you can learn more and you can buy your tickets mm. at mercuryone.org slash museum2018. It's going to be fun. should be, be awesome. great. Mm-hmm. If you haven't seen one of these yet, you really need to come this year. And if you've seen them before, you'll want to see this one too. Uh, so it's the Rights and Responsibilities Museum. And it's uh, coming up on Father's Day weekend. You want
2: that? I do. All right, I go want ahead that. And take that. I might have to right. get some tickets here.
1: Uh, this is great because um, the Miss America pageant is not a, a beauty pageant anymore. Um, they're not going to judge contestants on their appearance. Why Why would you judge Miss America contestants on their appearance? <laughs> Wait, isn't that what the Miss America pageant is? Yes. Well, it's what it was, but it, I guess it's not that anymore. So the swimsuit competition is off. Whoa. The uh, evening gown competition is off. They can wear whatever they feel comfortable in, whatever they feel powerful in <laughs> for the uh, what used to be called the evening gown competition.
2: Okay, so now it could be like a muumuu or something? <laughs> it
1: could be a <laughs> muumuu if you're comfortable in that, wow. yes. Okay. Yeah. Or a tent. Um, uh, so I guess they've run into resistance since the swimsuit and the evening gown competition's had come to be seen as outdated. I I don't know. It's a beauty pageant. Are they outdated? I guess. I don't watch the thing anyway, so mm-hmm. I, I don't care. But uh, it just seems like... What, what are you going to base this on them? Their brilliant speeches to the judges? <laughs> really? Are we going to... Is that what we're going <laughs> to... This... Because I think that's what they're basing it on. Oh,
2: this is going to get fun! I might have, yeah. to, have to watch now.
1: <laughs> so you're gonna, you're. This is what you're going to be judged on now. I
3: personally believe that, that U.S. Americans, U.S. Americans are unable, are to, do unable so to do so because, because uh, some. some People, People out, there out there in our nation don't and our have nation. that. Don't, don't have and uh, I believe yeah. that our ed- education, like such as like such
1: South, as. Africa, South and
3: Africa and uh, the Iraq, the everywhere Iraq. like such as. Everywhere and like such as. I believe that they she should, that they should uh, our education over here our, in over the U.S. should help the U.S. should help South Africa. and should help the Iraq and the Asian countries. And the Iraq and the Asian, so Asian countries. So we will be able to build up our future. Our,
1: build up our future. Yeah. That kind of genius is what is going to be judged now. (laughs) Uh, It's to the bottom, huh? Yeah. (laughs) It's, it's, it's now run by Gretchen Carlson. uh, You know, from Fox News, who is apparently sexually harassed, I guess, by Roger Ailes. And now she is the uh, head of the organization. She's the head of the board of trustees. The first Miss America to ever head up the Miss America board.
2: Oh, Mm mm-hmm.
1: And, you know, she's taking this into the next century, I guess. In place of the swimsuit competition, contestants will participate in an interactive session with the judges. That's going to be so good. Where she will highlight her achievements and goals in life and how she'll use her talents, passion, and ambition to perform the job of Miss America. So, if... You are 900 pounds. Okay. Can you be Miss America? Why not? I guess so, right? I I guess so.
2: This is going to be
1: fun. Janet Reno could be Miss America. I don't know if there's age restrictions, but there shouldn't be. Why would there be? Mm
2: -hmm.
1: It's not about that. It's not about beauty. It shouldn't be about youth. It's about uh, their interaction with the judges now.
2: Okay. Be good. Some talent on display, too. <clears throat> mm-hmm. All right. So, interaction.
1: Lianza Le- Cornette, who is a Miss America in 1993, she supports the change. She said the swimsuit competition was something she felt she had to endure. Well, I mean, you knew that going in, especially in 1993. What do you mean it's something you had to endure? Stop it. Uh, it you, If you are a Miss America, You grew up doing beauty pageants your whole life. That's not your first go-round, the Miss America pageant. You're doing this as a little girl. You're doing it as a teen. And as a young adult, you become Miss America. And all of those competitions, or virtually all of them, were based on looks and swimsuit competitions. She says, though, now, you know, 25 years later, I hated it. I always felt awkward and uncomfortable, but I did recognize the significance of that part of the competition. Part of the tradition of why we're here in Atlantic City was that it started as a bathing beauty competition, so I put up with it. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) In the climate of Me Too, I think it's a really wise decision. We're living in a different era now, and when we move forward for the empowerment of women, we will be taken much more seriously, and I think that's huge. You know what you should do is just eliminate the stupid uh, competition. Yeah, we're done. What are you competing for? What I mean, all women are beautiful and wonderful and fantastic and smart and brilliant. Uh, so why would you pit them against each other?
2: Well, yeah, and right now, Struggling Columbia is tweeting out that if girls can now join the Boy Scouts, why not the guys in the uh, Miss America?
1: I don't see why not.
2: Deal. Why I can't couldn't call you? it a pageant anymore. It's a deal. No, it's not
1: a pageant. It's a, it's a, it's a competition. No, it's she a calls deal. it a competition.
2: <laughs> but a competition for what? I
1: know. They're going to emphasize the role as a scholarship provider. Okay, thank you, Gretchen. <laughs> That's great.
2: That's awesome.
1: Uh, she said. Uh, she also said the group will make changes to the evening wear. Uh, as I mentioned, it's they can choose whatever they want to wear. It's what comes out of their mouths that we care about, according to Gretchen. I think Gretchen was talking about this. Yeah, um, and we actually have. Uh, We actually have her on Good Morning America discussing this. Here's Gretchen.
4: We are no longer a pageant. We are a competition. We will no longer judge our candidates on their outward physical Mm -hmm. appearance.
1: Okay, good. That's
4: huge. That's huge. And that means that we will no longer have a swimsuit competition. Uh And that is official as of September 9th when we have our competition in Atlantic City. We'll also be revamping our evening gown. Um, competition phase as well and so we're no longer judging women when they come out in their chosen attire their evening wear whatever they choose to do it's going to be what comes out of their mouth uh that we're interested in when they talk about their social impact initiatives. women of all shapes and sizes because typically we see swimsuit ready bodies uh, up on that stage we want to be open transparent inclusive to women who may not have felt comfortable participating in our program before
2: uh-huh. I gotta write those buzzwords down. What were they again?
1: Open, uh, open, transparent, transparent, inclusive. Okay, she got them all in. And let me ask you this: She's. It's not about looks. Didn't she just radically alter hers? <laughs> what? I wouldn't. I'm not sure. I'd recognize that person as Gretchen Carlson. She's
2: been spending that money—that's for sure. What the heck? Has she not had work done?
1: Oh, I think it's pretty obvious. I mean, that's beyond losing weight, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, her eyes look like she's been like the skin has been ripped back to the back of her head. She'll never look tired again. And pinned in the mm-hmm. base of her skull. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what <the You> <laughs> but it's not about t- looks. Don't worry no, about that. Don't worry well, about don't it. Don't get hung up on that. Don't get hung up on looks. It's not about looks. Mm-hmm. Now, sure. Yes, I've had severe work done. Uh, on my looks, but uh, that's not what this is about. Don't even notice that, please. That is weird. I mean, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe she just lost weight. I don't know. She looks a lot different than she did when she was on Fox. Uh, yes, we should get a side by side of her there and from her Fox days. All right, tweeters, that ain't the same girl. Mm-hmm. Wow.
2: Send those side by side shots to Unleashed using the hashtag. Put that in your pipe. Oh, boy.
1: So we're going to be open. Okay. Transparent.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And inclusive. Ding. That's wonderful. Isn't that beautiful? And and we're going to be concerned with what's coming out of these girls' mouths. Because, you know, it's, it's important. Because stuff like this. Could, I personally believe that, uh-huh, that.
3: that U.S. Americans <laughs> are unable to do so. Because? Because uh, some... Uh, Mm -hmm. people out there in our nation that don't Mm -hmm. have that, and uh, I believe that our education like Mm -hmm. such as in South Africa Mm -hmm. and uh, Iraq Iraq, everywhere like such as
1: everywhere like
2: such as that kind (laughs) of covers your bases there I think maybe not I don't know
1: All right. I mean if that's that's great I I think that's a really good thing to do and again I I don't watch the Miss America pageant so I don't care it's just It seems silly, doesn't it, that we, we've got to change everything now. Our, our entire culture, our entire society, something we've done for a hundred years is all of a sudden one of the worst things you can put a woman through. Even the women who went through it and worked on it their whole lives and, and tried to be the best at it, now all of a sudden that was a bad thing back then. Oh, really? Well, why haven't we heard that from you before? Why didn't we hear that from you in 1993 that you're just enduring this and you don't want to put up with it? You don't want to wear this swimsuit at all, uh, but you're you're going to because you always have your entire life.
2: Uh, It's just, it's silly. It's silly. Yeah. How soon till they stop televising it?
1: Uh, Maybe this year. (laughs) When is it? It's usually in September, isn't it? Uh, Let's see if anybody picks it up because uh who's gonna watch that
2: Mm-mm. Mm-mm.
1: i don't know it's i don't know i did not watched it before so i really doubt people are gonna watch it now but yeah maybe i'll be really surprised yeah
2: this new pageant i'm sorry competition may mm-hmm. have a shorter shelf life than the xfl did
1: yeah it's uh, not it could gonna last long it could uh let me tell you about a great father's day gift idea for you like uh many americans You probably have a gun at home for personal protection. Maybe dad's got a a gun at home for protection. When was the last time you practiced, practiced with it? And when was the last time you practiced with it in your home? Well, iTarget Pro has revolutionized home firearm training. iTarget Pro uses your gun so you can become proficient with the firearm you're going to use and your smartphone, plus their app and a laser in place of a bullet. So... It'll detect exactly where your shots are landing. You just fire your gun with the laser in it, and you see in here where the shots uh, hit on the target. It's fantastic. And it makes a great Father's Day gift. So now you can practice at home uh, where it matters most. You test different angles. You can maximize tactical advantage. And and most importantly, do, do it all using your own personal firearm. And you can save 10% with the offer code PAT when you purchase the iTarget Pro system. It's the letter I, then TargetPro.com. That's iTargetPro.com offer code PAT.
0: Pat Gray. On the Blaze Radio Network.
1: 888 900 We're going to talk to Stu in a few minutes because uh, the president disinvited his uh, Super Bowl winning Philadelphia Eagles. Disinvited them from the White House. So they're, they're not going to be there today. And it's interesting to me that he did it less than 24 hours before the event was supposed to happen. Uh, but uh, Stu's a big fan. We'll talk to him about his thoughts on that. Hmm. From what I understand, only a handful were going to show up. That was the rumor, and I think it would have embarrassed Trump, and so he was like, nope, I'm not going to go through that. Huh. The only the only ones I – there were three that they kept saying were not coming, uh, and so I don't, I don't know if it turned out to be a lot more than that or not. Uh, the census random survey huh. is back. Here it is. At this time, uh, we're pissed Yeah, because I, I was pissed last time and the time before that. Now, they claim that it's mandatory. You get this survey in the mail. You either uh, fill it out in its entirety, or you pay a ma- uh, some kind of fine. Like, I read up to $5,000. Up to $5,000 for not filling out your stupid survey that's none of your business? And wait, I I am ob- obligated, as an American citizen... Uh, to fill out a survey or I'm not a citizen in good standing, Where, show me that in the Constitution. Now, I know the Constitution calls for a survey for a census every 10 years, but that it doesn't say that I have to fill out a questionnaire for the, for the census every 10 years. No w- it doesn't say that anywhere. Well, US law does. There's a law now. So anyway, this they, they send out this uh, letter. And it's interesting because it comes to your address, not to your family specifically. Supposedly, um, your household has been randomly selected. You got this in the mail, Reiki.
2: Wait, what? Did you? Did you,
1: did you, you I sure you did. Didn't get this or oh, you did get I this? sure did. Okay, <laughs> your household has been randomly selected to complete a very important national survey: the American Community Survey. The U.S. Census Bureau conducts this survey to give our country an up-to-date picture of how we live, our education, employment, housing, and more. Using the enclosed instructions, please complete the survey online as soon as possible. At, and then it gives you the address. The survey collects critical information used to meet the needs of communities across the United States. The Census Bureau chose your address, not you personally. As part of a randomly selected sample, you are required by US law to respond to the survey. Huh. Uh two words come to mind. Uh when I see that sunset that it, and there're two that I one of them I can't say on the radio, the other one is you. What? like you would be the second word in that. Boo you? Something like that. Okay. Yeah. Um <laughs> it's just that if that doesn't Get the defiant hackles uh, sticking up on the back of your neck. I don't know what does.
2: Yep, I shan't be answering any questions. Oh, no. I'm sorry, Keith.
1: You are required by law, by U.S. law, to respond to this survey as soon as
2: possible. Well, then then there's my out. It's just, well, it's not possible.
1: (laughs) So... Gonna not. They claim it's gonna take forty minutes. I mean, they're asking you for forty minutes to fill out a survey. Nobody's who's got that kind of time. I'm not doing that.
2: Yep, forty eight questions by the way, and they're not Mm -hmm. like yes or no questions. I mean, they are. There's some intrusive,
1: weird stuff in there. And
2: you can you can be uh, uh, fined for every person in your household not answering questions. I'm up to twenty four thousand bucks if I don't answer this. Oh, really? That's my fine, right? If it's up to five hundred. I, I got thought five it was, people is a hundred dollars per person.
1: Yeah, you're seeing a different fine uh, reference than I am. the The mm-hmm. article I read right said up to five thousand.
2: Oh oh, 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 you got up to five thousand. I missed yeah, that. Yeah, for I'm every sorry. question,
1: but yeah. this does say for every question not answered, there's a mm-hmm. hundred dollar fine, and for every intentionally false response yeah, false to one. a question, the fine is five hundred dollars. Okay. Whatever. <laughs> so, because your temptation would be, all right, I'm going to go through this and give them ridiculous answers on mm-hmm. every question.
2: I mean the ridiculous questions, so like why not?
1: Like how much how much do you pay for your electricity every month? Oh. 27 million dollars a month. I mean
3: that's I, tough. we are we make it.
1: Uh, that's what I'm saying. Our energy costs are so high in Texas. <laughs> how much money have you made selling agriculture products <laughs> from this location? That's
2: a question. That's a literal question. Many, Over
1: $8 yeah. million dollars last year. That was just last was year. mostly ago. wheat and some barley, but we did sell some corn from this house <laughs> as well last year. Question number You wouldn't seven. believe the size of my uh, backyard right. where we've got the wheat and barley fields. Well, you know what?
2: I'm glad you asked because uh, I mentioned that because um, that would be question number four. How many yeah. acres is this house or mobile home on? But question number seven is fun. Does this house, apartment, or mobile home have a hot and cold running water? None of your business.
1: No, this is like I was, we actually entered the realm of 1826 where we live. Uh, We step through a portal and we don't have hot and cold running water. Wow. Yeah. That's a $500 fine there
2: waiting for you. (laughs) Uh, Let's see, a bathtub (laughs) or a shower, a sink with a faucet. The hell? A sink without a faucet? How is many
1: homes in America bucket? have a sink without a faucet? I mean, a almost st- all of them. What
2: is a stove or a range, a refrigerator? Or no, here's the best one. Question seven, uh, letter F. Uh, telephone service from which you can both make and receive calls. Include cell phones. Then all of them.
1: Yeah, every I mean, room. Leave me alone. With your cell phone?
2: I mean, this is how many of these rooms? Unless you-,
1: you live... Where we lived for a while in Connecticut, uh-huh. and then it's none of them. Oh. We had to go down the road <laughs> right. and around the corner to find cell service because in that area, they didn't, we will not allow any cell towers in this area. But
2: how did it work out All when right. you went back in time to 1826 with your cell phone?
1: It, it, not well. No not, no not service? Well. Couldn't place that many calls, no.
2: I mean, these, I mean, we've got 48 of these intrusive questions.
1: And why? What, what, what do you need it for? You don't need that. What
2: you do you don't, need it for? You don't need to know how many automobiles, vans, and trucks of one-ton capacity or less are kept at home I don't, for I use haven't, by When members? was the
1: last time you weighed your car? I don't know how much it weighs. <laughs> well, I
2: don't care how much it weighs. Oh. <laughs> I don't. Seriously,
1: have you ever weighed your car? I have not. And I'm not going to look through the, the book information to find out. You know, I got that thing in the glove compartment, and maybe it tells me the poundage of my <laughs> car. But I'm not looking for it. For you have, your stupid survey.
2: Do you have satellite internet service installed in this household? None Pat? of your business. Why, what do you mean not?
1: None of your I'm business. Trying to
2: help communities, man. I know. Oh, my goodness. Like the Lumbee tribe. Might, <laughs> they might, might need to answer these questions.
1: It, it, this is what it's about, right? Mm. Giving social services to people. Mm. And providing more government cash.
2: I'm sorry. There's a lot of these questions that could absolutely be answered by a government employee if they just took the time to, what? I don't know, use Google and look up property Yeah. The, taxes the or, number of
1: bedrooms uh-huh, I have in my house, right. Zillow.com. Mm-hmm. Look it up. Yep. Okay. It has this address. Go look it up, and you'll see exactly how many bathrooms and how many bedrooms and what the square footage is of my house. And then you can guess whether or not I have running water in my house in Texas.
2: How how, how many people in your household receive benefits from the food stamp program or SNAP? I don't know. Look in your government database. Mm -hmm. I mean, this goes on and on.
1: They already know how many people are on food stamps. Why do we have to tell them again? That's bizarre. They're just wasting our time. How
2: about I want to know about your mortgage. I want to know how yeah. it's broken down with property well, taxes. Your do you mortgage, your salary. Do you have a second mortgage. Do you have a, another property what that you pay a mortgage on? What do
1: you need that for? Whether I mean, or not flood, I have a second mortgage. Uh, really bizarre. How
2: much is your flood insurance cost? Get out of my face.
1: Now, supposedly, they actually haven't prosecuted or enforced mm. the fine since 1970.
2: I'll be your test case.
1: <clears throat> okay. For sure. You're not going to fill this out?
2: Oh, hell no. I'm not filling this out. All right. Are you kidding me?
1: I don't think we've gotten this yet, but we might still because we got it last time.
2: Let me tell you what the Census Bureau is going to get from me. It's going to be that one line in Article 1, Section 2 of the Constitution says, Yeah, we need to count the people to know <laughs> how to represent them in Washington. Done. See you in 10 years. Well, and that's, that's exactly
1: what the Constitution calls for. Count the people. It, it doesn't say count the bedrooms in the country, it doesn't say count how many faucets you have in the homes of American citizens. It says count the pop, the people. Uh, so uh, we can know how many representatives you need. That's what it's for. The rest of this stuff is just to me, uh, unconstitutional, intrusive nonsense. Mm-hmm. But again, they do say, do I have to answer the questions on the American community survey? Yes your response to this survey is required by law title 13. US code sections 141 193
2: and 221. Hmm. I'm scared yeah I
1: I didn't fill it out last time and I didn't pay any fine so and
2: what kind of health insurance do you have
1: None of your business
2: what do you mean is there a person that's deaf in the house or has difficulty hearing what? Is there a... <laughs> I see, I do
5: see.
2: <laughs> Excuse me? Anyone blind or has trouble seeing? Does anybody oh, need help getting to the doctor's office or shopping? Ugh. Ah.
1: Does anybody need help setting this survey on fire? Oh. And throwing my, it into the lighter here. fireplace.
0: Pat Gray. The Blaze Radio Network. Back to Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network.
1: 888 thirty three ninety three. A little controversy in Philadelphia land. Uh, the president of the United States canceled the visit to celebrate the uh, Super Bowl winning Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, Stu Berger that joins sounds- us, who is uh, somewhat of a Philadelphia Eagles fan.
6: Are you really? I've, I've followed him from time to time. And that's what and I've heard, may I yeah. say it sounds so good to hear you <coughs> say those words, Pat. Mm-hmm. Uh, Super Bowl champion Philadelphia Eagles. I mm-hmm. still, to this day, it brightens up every moment that I hear it. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I still cannot believe it's actually true.
1: You're the only person east of the Mississippi who feels that way, so it's great. East of the Mississippi? Mm-hmm. I mean west of the Mississippi. Okay. Yeah, we are we are west of the Mississippi. I was say are, that would be strange. Yeah, that wouldn't that would be strange. <laughs> Cuz Philadelphia is, is east, east of the of Mississippi. The
6: Mississippi. If, if I I'm not a, I'm, I'm not a <laughs> a map expert, but I believe that. Well, accurate. some of US Americans
1: don't, <laughs> don't have, have maps. Map. Um so my the, my impression was from what I read that almost all the Eagles decided not to go, and so he didn't want to be embarrassed by that, and he canceled the event. It's, the article I read said a handful. You yeah, know how handful. many that
6: was? The, the reports are f- between four and ten.
1: Four. Yeah, Ooh. that's the smallest four number. Four Eagles were going go to go to meet the president?
6: Oh. My, my belief, uh, and this wow. is just my uh, speculation Jeez. based on the reporting, is that it was probably closer to 10. The four number <laughs> came out. Even that's pretty right. bad. Out of the,
1: 53 guys?
2: Yeah.
6: The four number came out after he shut it down. Like, after it was canceled. They're like, actually, he canceled it because only four people were coming. Eh. There was a report I had read that, uh, mm. that named attempted to name the players that were going. Which included both quarterbacks, uh, um, the top two quarterbacks at least, Wentz and Foles, uh, Zach Ertz, uh, the star tight end, Lane Johnson, their star uh, uh, right uh, tackle, um, and a few uh, kicker, punter,
1: a few other people. So the white um, guys we're going to go. <laughs>
6: that, that is There's probably, probably ten, a way you can ten white guys
1: on the team. It, as all the people I have listed so go. far are
6: white. <laughs> uh, so I don't know. Maybe that has something to do with it. Oh, um, man. But I mean, again, like it's it's a I, I hate and I know you hate this as well. Pat. I hate when this stuff invades sports because I, I really do. It's not what I want. I, I go to mm-hmm. sports to get away from this stuff. Um, you know, people are like, Oh, well, what are you going to say <laughs> about your Eagles now? And I got I They could do so much more. Like <laughs> I don't care if all of them decided not to go. I don't care if all of them decided to kneel. Mm-hmm. I don't care if they sold the team to Kim Jong-un. I'd still be <laughs> a huge fan. And I'd be showing up here every day blabbing about it. Cause honestly, it's the only thing that brings me joy at times when it comes to the news. But would you mm-hmm. go to Eagles games if they were played in Pyongyang? I, they would actually oh. really want to visit oh. they could they could they've got the hotel of doom right they just need to hollow that thing out you got to stay there yeah um so yeah i mean i think uh it's a it's bizarre because first of all trump tweeted about how well we don't want we need these people kneeling well none of them knelt there was one player in the preseason who knelt um and he didn't make the team um so there was no one in the oh. uh, on the 2017 eagles who knelt Really? Um not is, even uh, what's his face who was kind of leading this charge not to uh, Malcolm Jenkins. Yeah. yeah, now Malcolm Jenkins one of their best players. Um somehow some keeping his job uh, unlike Colin Kaepernick which might tell you something about how good Colin Kaepernick is. Um but yeah, he's had no problem keeping his job. And uh he uh he did never he did not kneel. He did put his fist up for a, a handful of the games. Um not all the games. Um and you know, the, when, when the thing was really, you know, Going crazy with Trump tweeting and stuff. Everyone, you know, when that one weekend where everyone put their uh, their hands on each other and they were all hugging and all that other stuff mm-hmm. uh, that went on. Um, it's interesting, though. I mean, like, I you know, they they were not, none of them were in the locker room either, which t- Trump also tweeted about. Um, you know, the You're Eagles
1: speculating are, that they're going to do that this year. Yeah,
6: and they may. Um, the Eagles are you know kind of known as, as really. <laughs> this is very rare, by the way. Cause, yes, I've been an Eagles fan my whole life, most of the time everybody hates them. Right, this yeah. is the one team that they have like tons of guys that are amazing with charities, that are amazing with they're the most Christian team. Uh, I would say Wentz. probably I mean, in the they, whole
1: league, at least outwardly. He baptized a bunch of guys on the road. Yeah.
6: I mean, <laughs> Wentz, just amazing. Wentz uh, just came back from Haiti. For, he's going to Haiti. Spent five hundred thousand dollars in Haiti to help uh, in, uh, down in there with all the you know their recovery. Mm. Came back and, and launched a new charity. Where he's, <laughs> I love this one he's launched a, a food truck that is just going to be driving around Philly just giving food to people who need it. Really? Like, how awesome is that? Right? Oh, like, I mean, because it's not just like, hey, hey, here's a here's an assembly line buffet of crappy food. This <laughs> yeah. is a food truck and food trucks are awesome. Um, when you can get your food out of a truck, it's always good. That's a rule. So he's got a food, tr- food truck that's just going to be Perpetually going around and free. giving food to people who need it for free. That's really something. Really cool. I mean, yeah, and so these great. are really good guys. One of the strangest parts about this, too, is if you invite 53 people and between four and 10 want to show up, it's not really you canceling the event, right? Like mm-hmm. when 80 or 90% of the people you invite don't come, it's kind of them canceling the event. Mm-hmm. Um, but. The people you're punishing are the people who suck their neck out for you to come, uh-huh. right? Like, M- Malcolm Jenkins already wasn't going, so you canceling the event does nothing to him. right? Carson Wentz actually says, you know what? You know, it's the presidency. I don't know what his reasoning was. He has not discussed that uh, uh, publicly as far as I know. But, you know, he, you know, you're sticking your neck out when 90% of your team isn't going. He said- And you go.
1: He said he's he doesn't get political. It just yeah, he, was an honor to go there.
6: Yep, honor to go to the White House. Great. He's sticking his neck out, and then mm-hmm. you cancel on him. Not to mention you cancel on yeah. all the
1: Eagles fans that were there to support it.
6: Kind of not cool. Um, mm-hmm. Which you know, I just it doesn't make a lot of sense to me. You know, he's just so Although, wrapped up in his own ego, and I, and I understand.
1: Yeah. Uh, like, but like, still, if, if you if ten guys show up, it's embarrassing to the president, right? That yeah, that would be embarrassing. Because I don't know. I mean, I, I've never seen that before. Where no. so few of a football team has shown up. I mean, mm-hmm. if ten guys showed up from an NBA team, well, that's, that's great, that's decent, that's yeah, fine. But ten guys from a fifty-three man roster?
6: It's no, bad. It it's bad. But again, remember, this man has spent the last six months outwardly attacking the, their livelihood. Yeah. Right. Like he yeah. is. He is basically. You know. I mean, not to mention, not just the people who, because most of the people that weren't going to the to the White House didn't had no reaction to the flag did not they just stood there respectfully Mm -hmm. the whole time they didn't say they didn't put their fist up they didn't kneel they didn't stay in the locker room they just wanted to come out and play the game Mm -hmm. and you know he's been constantly attacking the league and so i can understand why there's no affinity there um you know I, i i mean i think to say that you wouldn't want to go to the white house is is understandable Honestly, and you know, but I mean, again, if you have Nick Foles and Carson Wentz there standing next to the President of the United States, is a good photo op. I mean, the recognizable yeah. people. That's true. you got some of the stars there. You know, like you got What are you going to do? I mean, uh, who cares? And I think Trump should have the the you know internal fortitude to say, look. Uh, so what? They don't come, you know. If if only ten of these guys wants to come here and 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 put their hand on their chest and say the pledge of allegiance with us and celebrate their victory, that's fine with me. Yeah. Like he just never he can't let anything roll off.
1: You no, know what I mean, I, no.
6: It's just impossible. He can't. So I mean, I, I would just love for him to not be.
1: I, stop tweeting about it. Stop talking about it. That's that would be my preference. You imagine though, if this was Obama in the White House and a bunch of white guys said they're not going. It would all be a racial thing. Right, well, it, well, it wouldn't I mean, be because of his policies. Yeah, they, they would not accept that explanation. would no. be a racist. Well, but we have a very small
6: uh, window into that world, which was uh, Tim Thomas, I believe, was his name, uh, the, the hockey the starting, guy, goalie for yeah. the Boston Bruins when yes. they won the championship. Right, mm-hmm. he decided not to go because That's of right, Obama's because of policies, politics. and they called him a racist. Yeah, and it was a big That's story right. at the time. He was a Glenn, he. Remember saying he was a Glenn Beck fan. Yes, um, he had. You That's know, right. he was. Uh, uh, and, I, you know, he didn't go because he just didn't look. He didn't he didn't respect the president for his policies, not yeah. because he didn't think he was a good guy or whatever. Right. Um, and, and I think that's a fair thing. You know, I think mm-hmm. any athlete should have that right to do that. And yeah. it shouldn't, I mean, it's but again, the double standard kicks in. And that's, yes. the that's media annoying. double standard is ridiculous. They're just praising the Eagles. Uh, mm-hmm. because, you know, and it shows how much they hate Trump if they're going to praise the Eagles. Uh, it's, it's amazing to see, um, the media is actually back to the mm-hmm. Philadelphia Eagles on an, on something, you know, the world <laughs> is upside down. Well, they're pretty, they're pretty progressive, like from the owner on down. They are, but everybody hates them. Um, you know, it's funny cause you're right. The, the, the owner is one of the most, you know, cause the generally speaking NFL owners is a pretty conservative group. I mean, when you talk mm-hmm. about people who, if you, you know, famous people, it's probably one of the most you know, conservative collections of famous people, yeah. right? Like, because there's not a yeah. lot in Hollywood, you know, not even in sports as much anymore. Um, you know, there's business executives and things like that. But when you talk about people who you really know their name, I mean, NFL owners are among the most conservative people in America, but Jeffrey mm-hmm. Lurie is not a conservative.
1: <laughs> uh, you know, the, uh, the no, story... he prides himself yeah. on the green thing.
6: On the green thing is a big one, which we talked about before. I took a tour of, mm-hmm. of Lincoln Financial Field with my son, Zach, and we went to, uh, we're sitting up at the press box. And, and
1: they, you had to endure the green thing.
6: We had to endure the green thing. And they start the green thing. I'm like, blah, blah,
3: blah. I'm like, here, <laughs> let us
6: tell you, let us brag about all the things we've done to make the the stadium green. And they started talking about the windmills. And there are, I want to say, six windmills on each side. And there's, I don't know, maybe 20 total. And what is uh, the power? They're windmills something? that like turn. Uh-huh. They're like very, they're, they're different than like the typical windmill that goes around. It, it, it has like a spiral look. They're kind of cool looking. And, uh, and so they, the guy gives you the baited question of, like, how many hair dryers could these uh, could these uh, windmills uh, uh, power? And you're like, hair dryers? Like, the, the ridiculous state? <laughs> of course, like, they're just doing this really easy thing to power because they want to show uh, how powerful these things are and give you a big number. Uh-huh. So they're asking around the room, and everyone's like, 5,000, 10,000, 100,000, 500,000. They actually asked the guy. He finally, like, well, the actual answer is... Two. We're like, (laughs) 2,000? That's it? No. (laughs) Two. Two. Just two two they no, don't power two hair dryers two hair dryers all of them combined okay but two hair dryers but still, and so i, I actually waste, stopped man. the tour that still, is and unbelievable. i was like wait a minute did you just tell me that all of those windmills out there power two hair dryers and he's like yeah you know they're really actually just up there for the look people we went so we could kind of <laughs> inform people that this stuff that's exists
2: embarrassing so, so this is this, so but okay. the average hair dryer Stu, uses between 800 and 1800 watts wow so you're so talking a good 1600 watts
6: on the top of a stadium (laughs) right by the water Mm -hmm. right like Mm -hmm. this is a windy area so this is funny i went to um last year went to a uh eagles 49ers game and i'm walking around the area and as i'm walking uh it's halftime and i'm walking to the bathroom and i walk up and i see the guy who led the tour oh no (laughs) i actually see him i'm like oh my god so i walk up to him and i say I've got to ask you this question because I've now told this story to several people and I don't believe it myself. Even though I was there, I was on a tour with you six months ago and you said all of these windmills only power two hairdressers <laughs> or dryers. And he goes, he goes, uh, I'm like, is that, do I have that right? And he goes, actually, it's only one.
2: <laughs> you he be actually corrected
6: me. me and brought it down to one one hair dryer i can't, take it. Is I can't. but they're unbelievable. proud but they're proud. and he goes he goes but but i mean if you tell someone that make sure you tell them that that's, that's not our whole plan i mean we also have solar panels mm. and we also have like he wasn't trying to bash mm. the stadium of course not he was but it, it is an amazing it's fact One. And, one you
1: know,
2: one that, one hair dryer tell you what that reminds me of i we took the thomas edison you know factory tour there in new jersey we live there and in the main room where they talk to you, there's one light bulb above you in one of his laboratories, and it's one of the new light bulbs. In Thomas Edison's factory, they have you sequestered in <laughs> a room about this size, and in it is one of those LED. It wasn't the LED; it was the curly the cube fluorescent bolt. one. Yes, and I'm just oh like, I even brought it up in the tour. And He was just like, "Oh, uh, yes. Well, that's a, <laughs> <it's> saving energy." <laughs> I'm like, "Okay." That
1: is infuriating. It is rough. It's unbelievable. What, what a world. It? It is. It's a strange what a one, world,
6: man. And, and all this stuff keeps inv- invading our enjoyable lives. It Does
1: we just want to watch football? Come on, now. <laughs> I know.
6: Just, no. Please leave us alone. Let I, us just watch
1: football. I know. I mean, I,
6: it really is frustrating because it's. I, I think it's more frustrating for us, maybe, because this is our world every day. Like this is our yeah. Yeah. our yeah. job every day, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, when we go to the weekends and you want to see sports, I mean, maybe the, the average person doesn't care as much because. You know, they don't get as much yeah, of it. They're not getting battered mm-hmm. over the head by political news all week. But, I mean, I want it as an escape, pure and simple. Definitely. I mean, I don't, you know. And, I know. And, like, I, I don't care what Trump tweets. I don't care what Nancy Pelosi fires back at him. You're not going to make me enjoy this Super Bowl championship 1% less. And then
1: you've got a you gotta loud mouth like Chris Long babbling about things all the time yeah well long shut it, up long is an interesting character first of all he's very uh, left he's no longer with the Eagles
6: by the way uh, he, oh he, he left uh, he, he signed in LA what was it I can't remember oh. he's, he he did sign somewhere else San Diego I don't remember the Raiders I don't know some I feel like in somewhere in California mm-hmm. but anyway he, uh, he he's no longer with the uh, Eagles um, but you know he's an interesting guy because obviously Howie Long's son mm-hmm. um, and also he uh, gave away his entire salary this year Uh, To charity. Um, He literally made zero dollars this year. He gave it all away um, for education. Um, you know, seriously. Look, yeah, now, look, his dad is very wealthy, and he's had a good career too. He's got a lot of money, but I mean, that's pretty impressive. I yeah, mean, it is. It, you know, I mean, to give away yeah, every is. dime of your salary your money for an entire your year, is? exactly.
1: Mm-hmm. So mostly they don't do that.
6: Uh, yeah, and so I like, in a way, like, long as I'm sure I don't agree with his uh, his policies or whatever he donated that money to, but still, at least he's at least he's yeah. taking a step. It's to probably p-
1: Planned Parenthood or something.
6: I think it was uh, it was educa- I remember it was education, but I feel like it was education equality. So like God only mm. knows what that means, <laughs> but again, at least he's putting his money where his mouth is, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: Educational quality, yeah. I don't know what that means either. I'm just All right. Here, but hey, but the most important question Stu, is on September sixth, yes, Thursday night, yes, birthday, opening. Are you excited? Night. Are we going? We're going. Falcons and Eagles, like yes. we're going to Philadelphia. You have to promise Falcons, me one thing. Falcons Eagles, you guys are going. <laughs> I well, I, I was. The first time time I, we're stay,
6: I thought he was going to say to a bar. Last well. time the Eagles played the Falcons, we went to a bar and watched it. Uh, okay.
2: But if we go to Philadelphia, <laughs> I just need a promise from you that you will prevent me from being murdered by Philadelphia Eagles. <laughs> that, no, you can't make that <laughs> promise. Absolutely not. <laughs> you cannot make that promise. I am promise. not God, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> All
1: right. Thanks, uh, Stu. Uh, we're joined now by uh, Brad Stages, yes. Oh, really? Who, nice, yeah, he's got to talk Get about earwax. So, football, <laughs> blah blah. <laughs> what about earwax?
7: <laughs> I got stories about earwax to tell, Stu. Philadelphia <laughs> Eagles. Good grief! Actually, this is a really good story uh, brought to us by our friends at uh, UseWaxRx.com. Mm-hmm. A woman who's actually uh, one of the owners of the company. She says, "My nephew Brandon." Dreamed of becoming an EMT, entered training. However, he quickly discovered he could not hear through his stethoscope. Uh oh, that makes it a problem if you're trying to become an EMT. Was
2: it a faulty stethoscope? It was not a
7: faulty stethoscope. No? he said, without being able it's to going he- deaf,
2: Whoa. right? Mm-hmm. What was
7: it? Without being able to hear the patient's breathing or heartbeats, he simply wasn't going to succe- uh, successfully complete his EMT training, which Whoa. would, of course, ruin his whole career path. Yeah, yeah. So I recommended you try Wax RX. He uh-huh. used it to clean his ears. Amazingly, wow. he removed a large oh my blockage goodness. of wax from both sides. How
1: did I not see that coming?
2: Yeah, how did you not? Uh, I, don't I don't know because we well, you're do dumb. this every day, and I, I thought like, it was going to be something else. I like so to tell dumb. stories where you really
7: don't see the ending coming. <laughs> <laughs> it's more of a surprise. Yeah,
2: that
1: was stunning. Yeah. Instantly,
7: yeah. he could hear everything, including through his stethoscope. <laughs> With his hearing restored, he wow. finished his training. He is now an EMT. So hang oh, on that's a second. Happy
1: story. He So, if this guy
2: got the American Community Survey and he would have to answer question 17A is this person deaf or does he or she have serious difficulty hearing? The answer now is no, not
1: anymore. No.
7: No. Exactly. So, look, if your career path takes you down the road of having to hear things, Mm -hmm. which most of them do, unless you're one of those guys on the runway that just takes the big, you know, the big orange flashlights and does Mm -hmm. this thing and guides the planes in, you
2: know. You would so probably do without un- hearing. Unless you work on a runway.
7: Unless you work on a runway, go to usewaxrx.com. Use promo code radio for free standard shipping.
0: This is Pat Gray. The Blaze Radio Network. 888
1: 933 and Ed Pat Unleashed from Coopersville Jackal. Uh, the important question that Pat is missing from the U.S. Census. Where your grandma stay?
2: That's, that's, that's probably one of the questions, actually. Um, hang
1: on. They should be asking if they're not.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, also, regarding California's new water restrictions, it's pretty easy. Because the restriction is fifty-five gallons per person, so if you take a shower, that's seventeen gallons. An eight-minute shower, uh, that's seventeen gallons right there. If you do your laundry on the same day, that's another forty. So you've already exceeded the limit. So it's pretty easy. You just have to shower with your clothes on now, (laughs) and then you you know you've killed Uh, two birds with one stone. That's that's a great point. Also, uh, regarding the Census Bureau's American uh, Community Survey from uh, Paul, he says, from experience, they'll come to your door if you don't go online and answer the questions." Well,
2: come on over. Oh, man. I mean, I'm. So
1: they're sending, they're wasting money by sending people door to door to
2: collect survey results? Well, yeah, if I don't do my patriotic <laughs> duty and fill this thing out online.
1: That's nuts. I'm going to tell them, sorry, no soliciting in our neighborhood and slam the door in their
2: face. Let me tell you what's going to be um, easily accessible for anyone in the family at the Malinac House near the front door Mm -hmm. is going to be a copy of Article 1, Section 2 of the U.S. Constitution. (laughs) It will be highlighted in the part there. My kids can recite that through the door to the intrusive government I I, I
1: guarantee you he's serious about this. This will will happen at his house.
2: No, oh no, yeah, I, I can, I can oh, envision yeah. the little, the little bookshelf uh-huh. off to the left there. It's gonna be on yep. like a little three by five card. Here you go, kids. Don't <laughs> open the door. Just talk to the little window thingy there on the side of the door, and uh, you can educate them and you can send them on their way.
1: Yeah, that's great.
2: Okay, all right.
1: Uh, so the um the American Community Survey from the U.S. Census Bureau, it's back. At this time. We're pissed off. Yeah, of course, we were pissed off again last time. I mean, I get pissed off. And the time before the that. drop of a hat, so. Well, mm-hmm. there's this no question just, about this that. This is just enraging. You're, like, perpetually pissed. Yeah. I've noticed.
2: That's pretty much true. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm not arguing with that. Yeah. All right. Okay.
1: Uh, there's a 51-year-old man who wants to be the first person to ever swim the Pacific Ocean. Whoa. Now, he actually tried this once before. He, <laughs> he swam across the Atlantic. Uh, and he vowed to never, never do that again. I think he was 30 when he did that, so it was about 20 years ago. He's 51 now. Um, But he's decided, no, he's going to take on the giant waves, the sharks, the floating pile of garbage Hmm. that's the size of Texas (laughs) for some reason. I don't know where all that garbage came from, but it all kind of coagulates in the middle of the South Pacific. Yeah, and it is a garbage pile the size of Texas. Is that amazing?
2: That is awesome.
1: Yeah. It's and, so he's gonna swim oh, across it.
2: No, we're gonna no, here's what's gonna happen. We're moving there. To
1: the garbage yeah, pile. We're,
2: we're gonna claim the garbage okay. pile as like a libertarian paradise. <laughs> All right. No. Okay. Where's he starting?
1: Uh he's starting, I believe he's starting in Japan and he's gonna swim to San Francisco.
2: Hmm, that doesn't count.
1: You no. know how long that takes Mm-mm. to swim? How long? Six months. Of swimming for this Is guy, he
2: ever going to stop and, and get well, in a yeah, boat or sleep? Yes.
1: Or? It's fifty five hundred miles. You nobody can do that. Uh, I figured as like much. continuously, so yeah, you would have like, to. He stops, gets on the boat, uh-huh. but they anchor the boat.
2: Yeah, and, okay. So he's and, not and he, he sleeps for the
1: it. night, eats whatever, goes to the bathroom, and then he picks up right where he left off, and they continue the next day. And I guess he's going to swim eight hours a day for six months. Until he gets all the way across the, the uh, Pacific Ocean.
2: See, I can think of wow. better things
1: to do oh. with my six months. But please, sit home and watch TV for six months is better than this. Why would you do this? Mm-hmm. It, does, it doesn't It doesn't make any sense. Wow. But he'll be able to say, I'm the only person that's ever swum the Pacific.
2: Oh, yeah, because, I mean, that's what I'm going to be thinking of. Uh, my well, use bed. that at a party. I yeah. mean,
1: it'll be impressive. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it'll get you an extra, you know, little... Finger sandwich or anything, but maybe. Hey, you know who I am? It's part adventure, part scientific research, and they're trying to draw awareness to the pollution, to the Texas-sized garbage. I want collection.
2: I want to find a picture of the Texas-sized yeah, garbage.
1: It's impressive.
2: Triple eight nine
1: hundred thirty-three ninety-three. More pack Gray unleashed just around the corner.
0: gray unleashed on the blaze radio network is here Uh on the blaze radio network all right
1: we like to lead with our mistakes and we don't like to but we've promised we will and so when i was talking about the guy swimming across the uh, the pacific uh first one to ever do that he hasn't done it yet but he he plans to he wants to bring awareness in part to the garbage the big garbage collection in the pacific uh, and when I was talking about it, I said it was the size of Texas. And that
2: sounded ridiculous uh, when you said it's it. It's
1: not the size of Texas. That would be ridiculous. Yep. It's twice the size of Texas. Oh. Cool. Wait, look, we got the you graphic You imagine there. that? Look at look that. I caught look you in a, at that. I caught
2: you in another lie, Pat Gray. Yeah. yeah. Look at the upper right corner of that graphic at the Blaze TV. More than twice the <laughs>
1: size of Texas.
2: I mean, you can't get your facts straight, man. <laughs> I mean, this is sick. <laughs> this is grotesque. I had no idea.
1: I know. I just found out about this a few months ago. I I was blown away. It was first discovered in the early 1990s. And it just, it comes from countries all uh, around the Pacific Rim. Mm. uh, Nations in Asia, North and South America. I guess people just dumping garbage or dumping it into rivers that wind up in the ocean. And then the current takes it all out there. Just unbelievable. Now, it's not a solid mass, obviously, but includes almost 2 trillion pieces of garbage. 2 trillion! Ugh. They say, technically, 1.8 trillion pieces. And it weighs 88,000 tons, the equivalent of 500 jumbo jets. Wow! That's that impressive. Is nuts. I'm I mean, you. it's horrifying you know that we've let this happen you
2: know but it's there fascinating is a, there is an area of that mass that's solid enough to hold our libertarian paradise that we're going to build there <laughs> stake our claim and uh just call yeah f- freedom pile i don't know uh
1: julia reiser says we were surprised by the amount of the large plastic objects we encountered we used to think most of this debris consisted of small fragments But this new analysis and satellite photos show uh, there's a lot of big stuff in there. (laughs) A lot. See? Yeah.
2: Totally support a house. Mm -hmm.
1: It's hard to believe we haven't cleaned that up. Of course, that would take some doing to clean up Mm 1.8 trillion pieces of plastic.
2: No census takers are going to be showing up there, I'll tell you that.
1: (sighs) Yeah. Jeez, that's ridiculous.
2: Really nasty. Well, you know what?
1: You know who's responsible? Republicans. Oh, yeah. Don't kill it. They don't care about the water. They don't care about the air. They want it dirty, and they've succeeded. No. Okay? Right. They want it all dirty. Mm-hmm. Uh, another interesting ocean story, not quite as dramatic and more fun. <laughs> um, remember Hurricane Sandy, the devastating storm on New Jersey's shoreline in 2012? A real estate company sign at a waterfront property was swept out to sea. So that was in 2012. Two weeks ago, uh, it turned up again. Oh, Nice, Diane Turton Realtors got a message that they kind of didn't expect. Hey, we found your sign that got swept out to sea. <laughs> it's here, okay, in France.
2: <laughs> nice,
1: that's amazing.
2: Oh boy,
1: four thousand miles it was swept uh, across the ocean. And Look at that thing. wound up. It's sitting in there France on
2: the Blaze TV. That is really cool. It's a that fun story. Fun. I like that. How they figure out? It looks like it was like. Broken off. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I, the, oh, you probably you can Google see part it. of the number. Yeah, you can Google it. Right? Yeah.
1: 888 thirty three ninety three. Also, we were talking about uh, the handful of, of guys with us. We were talking with Stu about the uh, Eagles. who They got they got their appearance at the White House canceled because hardly any of them were going to show up. He saw a report that said between 4 and 10 Eagles. That's hard to believe. Mm. Out of a 53-man roster you you hate the president that much that you couldn't just show up and, you know, celebrate your victory with him, And I don't know. I, you know, I try to put myself in their place if it was Barack Obama and uh, my distaste for him. I think I would have done what the hockey player did and not go. Yeah. So it's kind of understandable, I guess. Uh, Jimmy in North Dakota, you're on the blaze. Hi. Hi.
4: Hey, how are you guys doing? Good. Mm-hmm. They, um, your guy there was the Eagles fan was talking about uh, the people who were going and he said, Wentz and Foles were going, but, mm-hmm. uh, we got a, uh, talk show here in Bismarck and the host of it. I'm Bismarck, North Dakota. is Carson Wentz's hometown.
5: No, oh, yeah. And, um,
4: mm-hmm. uh, and he's, he's always got, uh, like Trump's assistant press secretaries on what I can't remember the young guy's name and, uh. He actually interviewed Trump and and our congressman who's running for Senate, Kevin Kramer. You know, he's good buddies with Trump. And, Scott, I don't want to say the guy's name. I'm trying not to promote a show on your guys' show. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It's okay. Okay. Scott Hannon's the name of the show. What's on your mind? It's on KFYR. But he posted on Facebook. Keith listens
1: all the time online.
4: Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. He posted a a post Mm -hmm. on Facebook that Uh uh, Scott said his his guy in the White House told him, I learned tonight that Carson Wentz announced he was planning to boycott the White House celebration in favor of joining the protest at the Black History Museum.
1: Oh, you're the kidding. He was right there. So even Carson nope. Wentz wasn't going to go?
4: Right. Wow. Right. And, you know, I'm I'm not trying to drop names. I know a few people who were friends with Carson who told me that they thought the guy was a conservative, but I I don't know. He's he's good buddies with that receiver who's a big part of this. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Appreciate it. Thanks a lot, Jimmy. You're probably going to go with your teammates over any kind of politics, you know, just as a show of support. You got to be together and uh, you got to have that chemistry. And it might have, you know, maybe people get upset with him if he went to the White House. I don't know. But that's interesting that even Carson Wentz wasn't going to show up, if that's true. Hmm. I'm surprised you didn't hear that on the show because I I know you're a an avid listener to that
2: a KFYR
1: yeah uh, uh, out of North Scott, Dakota yeah Scott and KFYR in, in Fargo North Dakota yeah
2: absolutely I we'll, mean we'll
1: listen all the time
2: I mean you you act like you're kidding around right? no no it's no it's the legendary voice of the Northern Plains you know this. <laughs> I what? do know that. You know this, the legendary
1: voice yeah. of the Northern Plains, and of
2: course, it's uh, Bismarck, yeah. Mandan's five fifty AM, ninety nine point seven FM on the radio I, dial.
1: I hate it when people leave out Mandan because mm. it's the thank you. It's, thank you. You know, it's
2: where the transmitter is, right? I, I mean, let's not. <laughs> that's very important. It's but, the whole metroplex
1: of Bismarck, sure. Mandan. I mean, so I hope,
2: I hope you're being
1: sincere. I absolutely am.
2: I mean, the good folks down there,
1: bless our hearts, in North Dakota, man, they are bringing us a lot of oil. Mm-hmm. And we need it. We need it. Yeah. That Bakken oil reserve in North Dakota that uh, is just gigantic, mm-hmm. it has saved our butts for the last, I don't know, 10 years or so. But
2: it's not the size of a trash pile floating in the Pacific, I hear.
1: No, it is not.
2: <laughs> so not quite.
1: Is. No, it is not. <sighs> Uh, You know what else is fun right now is to see this squirming being done by Bill Clinton.
2: (laughs) I know. 20 years too late, but we'll take it. Way too late. (laughs) But
1: because of the Me Too movement, now when he goes out and and is doing interviews and talking about how great he is (laughs) in his glorious 90s and how he saved the country and the economy was fantastic. Oh, by the way, the Republican majority in the House and Senate, that had nothing to do with it. The, the Republican Congress had nothing. It was all Bill Clinton. You know that. Yeah. Welfare reform. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was his one of his main things. Sure. So he loves to take credit and accept no blame, as almost all Democrats uh, are known for. But he was uh, interviewed by somebody who actually asked him. We played this yesterday, but this is amazing because he's spoken out about it again. Here's what he said when he was asked about the Lewinsky situation.
7: One of the things that this this Me Too era has done, it's forced a a lot of women uh, to speak out. One of those Mm -hmm. women, Monica Lewinsky, she wrote in an op-ed that the Me Too movement changed her view of sexual harassment. Quote, Mm -hmm. he was my boss. He was the most powerful man on the planet. He was 27 years my senior With enough life experience to know better, he was at the time at the pinnacle of his career while I was in my first job.
1: You you can imagine how hacked off Bill Clinton is because people just don't treat him this way. You don't ask Bill. You can't ask me a question like that. Who do you think you are? Do you know who I am? I'm the former president of the United States of America. Bill Clinton. I love fat chicks. Get off me. Get off my back. So, you know, he's seething right now. Yep. Absolutely out of his mind with rage. Uh, out of college. Looking
7: back on what happened then, through the lens of Me to now, do you do you think differently?
4: Or feel wow. more responsibility? No, I felt terrible then. And I came to grips with it. Did and you ever apologize no, to him? No, yes, and nobody believes that I got out of that for free. I left the White House $16 uh, million dollars in debt. So. <laughs> but.
1: Yeah, He's the you
4: victim. He's the victim. have ignored gaping facts.
1: Oh, he's ignored gaping facts.
4: In describing this. Sure. And I bet you don't even know them. This was litigated 20 uh, years ago. Two-thirds uh-huh. of the American people sided with me. Right. They were not insensitive to that. Yeah. I had a sexual harassment policy when I was governor you did? in the 80s. Uh,
2: uh, okay.
4: I had two women chiefs of uh-huh. staff when I was governor. Oh, well, you're incredible. Women were overrepresented in the attorney general's office in the 70s. Yes.
1: I'm, I'm in the bar.
4: I've had nothing but women leaders in my office since I left. Uh-huh. <laughs> you are giving one side and omitting facts. Mr. President, I, I'm not I'm not trying to present a side. I'm not, no, no. I'm, you asked me if I agreed. The answer is no, I don't. And I, well, I asked if you'd ever apologize. And you said you had. I have. You've apologized. Really. I apologize. Which we
7: found out is true, the
1: by the way. Uh, we we found out it is true. He did apologize at a White House prayer breakfast,
2: and not to her face to face. No, but just no. At, at the microphone.
1: But I love his anger here because this guy omitted facts. You've just omitted facts. Yeah, it seems like you omitted a few as well, hmm. uh, Bill. Like uh, the rape of Juanita Broderick. <laughs> why don't we Why don't we talk about that a little bit? Hmm. He kind of omitted a, a ton of facts. Think of the women who who I mean aside from Monica Lewinsky. Even if you think that was fine cuz it was consensual, she's an adult granted she was 21 years old. He was like 58. But and the leader of the free world and her boss, which in all of those questions in today's day and age, he would be he would be excoriated for all of that. But forget about her for a second. What about Juanita Broderick, whom he reportedly allegedly raped twice? Uh, Paula Jones, he's sexually harassed. Kathleen Willey, he's sexually harassed. And former reporter Leslie Milwey. But he wants to be uh, uh, part of the Me Too movement? (laughs) Okay. That's cute. Yeah, I think you're barking up the wrong tree there. That's that's amazing. Uh, Let me tell you about a great product that i absolutely love i just i definitely feel the difference um in the way i feel the energy i have during the day and you've probably heard me and and maybe uh, some other uh people here at the blaze talking about field of greens from Brickhouse nutrition it's because it works it's just great uh if you don't like vegetables if you're not exactly a health food person i'm certainly not you take this and one scoop in, just dump it in eight ounces of water or your favorite drink or shake or a smoothie. It's that easy. It tastes great. And it gives you a full serving of organic fruits and vegetables. Pre and probiotic. It'll help boost your immune system so you get sick less often. And it has antioxidant power. It's not extracted from something. It's an actual food. Go to BrickHousePat.com. Try it for yourself today. They'll take 10% off. A month supply if you use the offer code PAT. BrickHousePat.com. That's BrickHousePat.com.
0: Pat Gray. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. is here on the Blaze Radio Network.
1: Speaking of Bill Clinton and the Me Too movement, Mm -hmm. I love how, you know, people forget it wasn't just Monica Lewinsky. That was the tip of the iceberg. You know, that might have been the least of what he did. Because while she was young, yes. And an intern, okay. And you've got her boss and the most powerful man on earth. You know, but come on. She's 21 years old. She knows what she's getting into. So everybody focuses on that and forgets about the Juanita Broderick and Paula Jones situations, uh, which were really bad. I mean, really bad. Everybody forgets about selling technology to China. We're we're in the precarious situation with China that we're in today, in part because of Bill Clinton. Yes, that's are. what he should have been impeached for, not for because he, he, he lied to investigators, but because he sold secrets unconstitutionally to China. Far worse. Mm-hmm. You talk about high crimes and misdemeanors. 888 thirty three ninety three. But speaking of the movement, Harvey Weinstein has uh, pleaded not guilty today to three felony counts in New York Supreme Court. He walked into court for an arraignment on two counts of rape and one first degree cr- criminal charge oh look at that and uh, there he is coming out of the uh, suv having a t- difficult time getting out of there <laughs> uh-huh. uh there he goes there he goes he's walking looks like he's got some issues huh with walking what do you get, Fleet,
5: Harvey? Mm-hmm.
1: or maybe he's just looking for some sympathy hmm. i don't know O.J. Simpson was a master at that. And there he is. Walking the perp walk. Well, not yet. Well, not yet. (laughs) That's probably coming later. Headed into court. Uh He's definitely got something wrong with his legs or feet or something. Something's ailing him. Okay. Uh, He denied all allegations of non-consensual sexual activity and he's remained free after posting a million-dollar cash bail. Under the circumstances, he's holding up reasonably well. No one can be happy to be in the position he's in, according to his attorney. Oh, well, yeah. Okay. Um, meanwhile, also in Hollywood, this is kind of a fun story. Woody Allen. Woody Allen claims he should be the poster boy for the Me Too movement. movement. <laughs> Stop Stop it. poster boy for the Me Too movement.
2: What's your source for this? Is this The Onion? (laughs) Oh, it's the LA Times. LA Times. Okay.
1: The Los Angeles Times. (laughs) Okay. In an extensive interview with Jorge Lenata, a reporter for Argentina's, uh, I don't have to tell you, you know who uh, Jorge reports for. Yeah. Alan spoke at length about his support for the larger movement, sparked in part by investigative journalism done by Ronan Farrow, his... His son, uh-huh. who, whom, cl- who claims that he's a complete douchebag mm-hmm. and a predator. <laughs> Everyone wants justice to be done. If there's something like the Me Too movement now, you root for them. You want to bring justice uh, to these terrible harassers, these people who do all these terrible things, and I think that's a good
2: thing. Yeah, these people who marry their daughters? Uh, yeah, gosh, have you looked in the oh. mirror, Woody? By the way, by the way, you can you can toss that. Front page aside, but you will yeah. come back to this when you're done. Are you, are you, let really? me know. Yeah, because there's something that you just kinda glossed over that I'm 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 standing up on behalf of the audience. Okay. Um, do you honestly think I'm gonna let you just toss this aside without reading that in the perfect uh, uh, Spanish influenced voice? <laughs> the publication that had the witty. Reporter for
1: Argentina's Perdísimo todos. Thank you. Perdísimo para todos. In Manawa, Niarawa. Uh-huh. No, actually, it's in Argentina. There you go. Thank you. Uh, but it, you got to have a lot of guts.
2: I mean, just lay low, man.
1: Yeah. What? Why would you come out and say something that asinine when you're Woody Allen? Oh. Amazing. Wow. Uh, and you know, maybe he's falsely accused by all these people, but he did marry his daughter, right? Or his yeah stepdaughter. No, his, his adoptive daughter. Adoptive. Uh, whatever. Uh, What's her are name? they still together? Oh, yeah, by I the way, Soon yi or something. Yeah, I think yeah, yeah, they're yeah. still
2: together. Hang on a second.
1: So maybe he should be the poster boy. He's obviously,
2: uh, wow, spouse, uh, listed for Soon Previn. Uh, Woody Allen married 1997, built the last that was hmm. 21 years. Wow,
1: in Hollywood, that's like an eternity. Hmm. Wow, mm-hmm. uh, Triple 93.
2: Also, I want
1: to play this, uh, this interesting question that was asked of uh, of Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz is walking through, uh, I think, an airport when he's accosted by a reporter who asks him about Donald Trump and whether or not he can actually pardon himself. Listen to how long it takes Ted Cruz to answer this question. I mean, this question stunned him. Apparently, to
4: Senator, the president, the president says he can pardon himself. Would you agree with that?
1: Hello? Eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. All uh, right. Senator? Hello. You're just standing there. Uh, you agree
8: with that? With a moment? Huh?
1: that is not a constitutional <laughs> issue I've studied, so uh, I will withhold judgment at this point. I, I don't know why that perplexed him. So. Wait a minute. Wait, just... it took what, 18 seconds for him to finally
2: say. Yeah, I haven't studied that. So, I, hold
1: on. I don't know. I will have to get back to you on that.
2: So they weren't walking. Somebody in the background was walking. Yeah, because it was thirty steps. So yeah. I was thinking they were walking. I'm so, <laughs> so thirty steps, uh, whatever pace that was. Whoever that was.
3: I mean, listen to this, okay. it's- Senator. The president says he can pardon himself. Would you agree with that? <laughs>
5: The mm-hmm.
8: that is not a constitutional issue I've studied so it uh, I will
1: withhold judgment <laughs> so he's yeah. withholding judgment so wait a we, we don't know
2: wait a we minute. don't know the guy who has the Constitution memorized I know the guy who was quizzed from birth by his dad on the Constitution I know hasn't studied it enough to formulate an opinion
1: this the, these are the problems that you know have developed with with mm-hmm. Senator Cruz. Mm-hmm who we supported really strongly. And he's done some weird things. And this sort of, I'm in, but not all in. I'm kind of in, but I'm not in with Trump uh, is just bizarre. I, I don't know. It it's it
2: hurts. It hurts. That's well said, because it does. Because the man has an mm-hmm. opinion on so much that he is muting. Because he's got plans.
1: Well, yeah, I think he'll probably run again.
2: But uh, when is the, is the real question. Mm-hmm. Mm.
1: I mean, he's young enough to skip 2020 and try in 2024.
2: Um, yeah, and he might need the backing of an incumbent president. At he that might. Point. And you know, you know, Trump, you say one bad thing right now, Trump's never going to give you the time of day when it's time for you to run again.
1: If you're If
2: you're Ted Cruz, you're Ted Cruz yeah. Sure, yeah, no way. No way. I mean, he's shown the ability to, and this is, I mean, this is a rare instance that I can think of, but think about Mike Pence. Mike Pence was a cruise guy, and yeah. he ended up tapping him for the vice presidency. Um, that's very rare. That Trump, you know, mm-hmm. swallow his pride enough mm-hmm. to uh, pick somebody like this. Anyway,
1: to pick somebody who opposed him. Opposed him. Yeah. That's just uh, that's mm-hmm. not his style. He doesn't and then of do that course, kind of, of
2: course, if, let's say let's just say hypothetically there were a U.S. senator, okay, mm-hmm. a well-respected within the GOP who got on board very early. And supported uh, Donald Trump's presidency. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you'd be loyal to that person forever. Like, uh, let's see. What was his last name? Sessions? Uh, Yeah. to mind. Mm -hmm. Sessions. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, except for no. No? Oh, okay.
1: Yeah. (sighs) Sadly, that isn't the case. I mean, that guy takes a beating like you can't believe.
2: It's unbelievable.
1: And not just from Trump, but all Trump supporters now are, they just hammer Jeff Sessions. Forgetting, I guess, that the guy was there from the beginning. So is this going to be enough to unseat Ted Cruz from the Senate in the run against Beto O'Rourke? Oh. No, no, no. You don't have <laughs> the, Beto the, fever? The blue wave will not sweep him out of office. <laughs> uh, it's just an, another irritant. Uh, the real clear politics average of the polls that have been taken in the last uh, couple of months uh-huh. have Cruz up by nine. He There was one that had him up by seven, one eleven, 11. So it averages out to nine. Uh, but I think he wins by a lot more than that. It'll be interesting to see. Um, because the problem is, Ted K pissed off everybody. He pissed off the Trump supporters because he didn't throw his weight immediately behind Trump. And he, he held out for a really long time. And then he pissed off his supporters by caving in at the very end rather than sticking to his guns. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's too bad.
2: Oh, let's see. Looks like Ted Cruz. I'm gonna. Somebody just tweeted out that uh, Cruz has responded about about that 18 second pause after he was mocked. Okay. So we'll we'll try to get that answer. We'll share that with you. He said coming up.
1: We also have Jeffy coming up to chew fat with us next.
0: Pat Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Gray returns on the Blaze Radio Network.
1: Uh, 888-900-3393. Also at Pat Unleashed, where GD Chapel, who's just prolific on Twitter.
3: GD Chapel, Yeah.
1: GD likes to tweet. Really? Uh, I can only hear Al Gore's voice when someone mentions Sandy. Superstorm Sandy. <laughs> that means play the audio. Really, does. Why you play the does. audio when you got the real thing right <laughs> it does, here? I know, uh, so good. Also, Morgan writes: uh, "There's a trash pile twice the size of Texas in the ocean. Huh. Who let Jeffy float away?"
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I see what you did there, oh, Golly.
1: Oh. Okay, and that leads us right into our chewing the fat segment. That's funny, is it? But Jeffy, that's funny. Though. Uh, At least you're doing it. Keith wants to name the pig Bill Mm -hmm. after Bill Clinton. Yep, Bill the pig. Bill the pig. I don't know. What's that look on your face? I'm not positive. Maybe. I don't
2: know. It's a done deal.
1: Maybe. Bill
9: the pig. I personally, uh, I think Keith wants to do with the pig. I say no. Okay. 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 So
2: so we'll go with (laughs) Jeffy the pig. How about that one? Bill's fine. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh,
9: <laughs> I know they found all that big pile of trash. They also they reported uh as a side note toward your plastic and trash. They found uh, some whales had uh oh eight some of the garbage of plastic bags and stuff. Yeah, they killed them. them. Yeah. Hmm. Killed them. And uh would think they would be smart enough to take the food out of the bag. <laughs> but, <laughs> right? <laughs> I mean, it's just a just a thought on my part. It's <laughs> right, a good thought. <laughs> uh, it's a good thought. <laughs> Oh no! Never mind. Uh, all right. I'm sorry. Um, sad news today on uh, in the designer field. The designer Kate Spade mm. uh, killed herself today. Very oh. sad. I, I, how I, I, I don't know who she is, but that I, is uh, very sad. And they they found her in her ho- in her room in New York, and shoot. she was uh, Robin William-ish, uh death, wow. and it's just sad.
1: she hung herself.
9: Yeah, mm. I was just being nice.
1: Yeah, but <laughs> well. I- you know, we talked about the Robin Williams thing, didn't we, on the air? Yeah, yeah, yeah that he he had a degenerative brain disease yeah. that messed him up. Yeah, really sad. Yeah,
9: very sad. And he'd been struggling for you know quite a while. And,
1: yeah, and for what, like three years, I think. Yeah, three or four wife years.
9: was uh, she was really heartbroken and saying that he had struggled with it and didn't want to be uh, uh, burdened with that. I mean, he told, knew it he told friends
1: it, that it it took away his ability for comedy. he, yeah. he didn't know how to be funny anymore. Really sad. I remember very he was yeah, he, he shooting was a, a comedian. movie, and he couldn't He was a lines. genius, yeah. He couldn't yeah. remember lines for his – in his sitcom, he hated and didn't want to do it, but right. he, he couldn't do movies anymore, and he couldn't do stand-up, and so he, he's he needed, doing this. He needed the money. The TV yeah. was good money,
9: and it's a good gig. They treated him good, and he was like, I'll just do it. Yeah. I know. Very sad. Sad. Very sad. Um, Sears, we talked yesterday about malls uh, changing direction and closing and trying to do what they can, but uh, we find out now Sears is going to be closing 72 more stores. Mm. Uh, coming up soon, as uh, because they continue to decline at double-digit percentage rates, not good. That is not some good. Some of the stores are closing all.
1: are actual Kmart's, but they own Kmart, so they're closing some of the, the, those out as well.
9: Correct, but most mm-hmm. most of them are Sears. But they said that uh, the retailer they said 100 non-profitable stores. We're going to continue our network and uh, we'll go on, but uh, that's it. We're just looking at the locations. He said we're not liquidating just to liquidate. We're liquidating to get capital to put into our pension plan. Well, maybe you shouldn't have taken from the pension plan to begin with. Was mm. that legal at all? Mm. Uh, it was just a thought on my part. That wasn't asked in the story. Mm. <laughs> of course not. They just let him go on that. But uh, he said, and they're also looking at uh, selling off some of, other, some of their other assets like Kenmore. Mm. So, oh, we're not liquidating just to liquidate. But, uh, you know, all the stuff that's known as Sears products. Yeah, we're looking to. I, again, I can't out.
1: tell you. I I I wouldn't be able to tell you the last time I walked into a Sears. It's been a long time. I think we bought
9: honestly. Now you should say that. I think the refrigerator that we have uh, is it Kimmoor. The second when we bought one for the put sodas in and stuff. You know. Yeah. And and uh, I think we got that at a, the Sears Liquidation Center.
1: Okay. All right. <laughs> It's a good deal. Yeah,
9: it was, is it Kenmore? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, mm. no, but was just, I was just—I felt—I feel like that's where we got it. I think that's the last time I was at the Sears, mm. and that was a liquidation center. You know, yeah, that wasn't the—that uh, wasn't the actual Sears I'll store. Bet it's been
1: thirty years for me, because well,
9: I we used to go to the one in Pennsylvania when we lived in Pennsylvania. We went to the one in, the, in Pennsylvania, but that's ten years,
1: mm-hmm. long
9: time ago. Yeah, yeah, long time. So if if you uh, if you're working for Sears and or Kmart. Mm -hmm. Uh, and those you're getting ready to close your stores up Uh, fast food restaurants are uh, looking for people because uh, in uh, 2015 uh, 34% of teens were working at fast foods in 1979 60% of teens were working in fast food Mm. so I mean it's dropped almost by half uh, since 1979 and uh, the owners are saying, look, uh, some, teams, uh, uh, some teams, it's due to lack of transportation. Is it due to reluctance to obtain a driver's license? Or others, it's just uh, an affluence issue. Uh, but uh, we, we worked hard as a generation to earn the things we have, and we want to pass that on to the next generation. So she's saying that, uh, look, we're having difficulties finding teenagers to fill jobs. It's our problem. We need to fix the problem the fast food industry. We need to up our game to do a better job. You know, yes, I would say to that, but I don't necessarily know that it's the fast food business that has done that to themselves. I mean, when you have Sears closing down uh, and Kmart's closing down and a lot of people who are in their, let's say, 30s and 40s and maybe even 50s and 60s who have worked and still need a job to pay for things – and they go to uh, you know Taco John's and say, "Hey, I'll work. Uh, you know, I'll make tacos for you for uh, eight hours a day." I mean, that leaves the teenager out in the dust. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a it's a it's a tough road sometimes. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know where where we draw that line. I will say it does seem like there are many teenagers who. Don't necessarily.
1: They don't want the job. Is. It's beneath them. Yeah, They don't want it. Uh, they don't want to yep. come out and just work at, at a bottom rung business. Right. They want to start where their parents are. It's so
9: weird. <laughs> it's such weird thinking.
1: Yeah. Uh, well, we, we've done this to them, you know, with the participation trophy and dumbing down curriculum and making sure that they understand they're special, no matter whether they're special or not. They're just special. No, you matter. They're wonderful. <laughs> you matter. You are special I'm, no matter what you do.
9: I know Billy's team kicked your ass 35 to nothing. It doesn't, doesn't matter. You're a
1: winner anyway. Here's You're your trophy. You're
9: a winner. You're good enough.
1: Here, here's the game ball. I know you struck out four times, but <laughs> take the game ball because you
2: haven't had it yet.
1: Drives me out of my mind. That is and agonizing. we wonder
2: why they want everything in their lives. That's exactly well, that's why. True. That's exactly why. Today. That's
1: true. And they they think it should be given to them. That's uh, uh, Man, I mean, I heard a story uh at church we were talking about uh motivating kids and uh and the mentality of of you know, everything I have everything coming to me. Right. The entitlement mentality. And there's a doctor uh in our church and he was he was talking about the fact that uh when he was in residency, made $31,000 a year working A hundred and ten hours a week. No way he was working eighty. A hundred and ten hours a week. So seven days a week, by the way. Yes. Seven days a week. Yeah. He made thirty one thousand doing that. And he said now the kids come out of med school. They come right out of residency and they want a quarter of a million dollars. Right. They want two hundred and fifty thousand and they want to work fourteen shifts a month. So they're working fourteen days. They'll do twelve-hour days. Still, but in that twelve-hour day, they only want to see up to ten patients. You know. Well, wait. The math doesn't work. And he said, "And they're getting it, and they're getting it." Oh. So they feel entitled, and we said, "Yes, you are entitled. Here's a quarter of a million dollars immediately."
2: That's a doctor I want performing (sighs) surgery on me.
1: Yeah, I know. Right, I know. Uh, and it's it's but, ludicrous. But
9: so, th- not only have we we given it to them at the soccer field and the baseball field, now we're yeah. giving it to them on the job market. Right. Right. Now. Well, actually, and that's kind of what uh, What's His Face was saying uh, when he was talking about uh, um, it's our fault with millennials, right? Now we have to deal with it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we've already let them in. Yeah. And we've let the process go. Simon Sinek. Yeah, Simon Sinek. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've already let them in. We've already. They're already sitting at the table. Yep. Now we
1: got to deal with it. And that's what what's what's happening. That's why, and the, the doctor that I go to church with said, that's why your gallbladder removal that should cost $6,000 is costing you $60,000. <laughs> no. Cause hospitals that's because are of
9: supplementing. insurance companies, Pat. Mm-hmm. Those bastard insurance companies. It's yeah. really not. No, Man, that's what it is. Really somebody not. should
2: do something. We should elect somebody to just right.
9: fix it. Mm-hmm. Fix the problem. Mm-hmm. Sure, everybody. What knows. is
2: the deal? Is you know what?
9: I'll tell you what. Right now, the the hospitals are making too much money. Mm-hmm. Somebody somewhere. There's there's a point when. And yet they're going out of business everywhere. I know. Jeez. I know. It's, it's, it's crazy. And, and, and the ones that are specifically going out of business. I mean, there's a lot of them, no question. But the ones that are really going out of business are the ones that are supposed to, you know, that take everyone. Mm-hmm. Right. That, I mean, obviously mm-hmm. every hospital mm-hmm. has to take everybody. That's the, In an that's emergency the deal. deal i mean that's the deal yeah Mm yeah but uh which i think a lot of people forget about Uh uh-huh uh you know if you were injured they will fix you right that's part of the deal Mm -hmm. whether you can pay them or not now you know down the road the rehab and everything else that's another story yep but uh you know those hospitals are like nobody pays nobody's paying the bills Mm -hmm. they want it for free Mm -hmm. so how do they pay the bill how do they pay their bills the mortgage company and the electric company and the water company and every other company that they do business with expects those bills paid yeah they do they, they don't they don't say oh you know what you're a hospital i have the power for free No <laughs> you know what they take the water don't worry about it they don't do that no it's <laughs> weird i know you'd think the hospitals would work a deal like that yeah mm-hmm. look i know look there's laundry services and stuff that clean the sheets and and do everything don't worry about it <laughs> we'll just do it for you. I yeah. mean it's silly. Yeah. Silly. Uh I can't wait to be honest with you for uh the Howard Schultz uh presidential run. Howard uh, Schultz is CEO of the Starbucks. Four, yeah, the, the the head of Starbucks. Uh retiring and when yeah. asked about his uh possible thoughts on a presidential run, he said, "Look, I intend to think about a range of options and that could include public service." How about I'm a long way from making decisions about the future
1: uh-huh. are you are you howie you know he's made that decision
9: absolutely
1: he's not gonna win fortunately wow no way
9: you can't right
1: no no he can't
9: i mean, that's almost I mean
1: i'm sure he thinks he could beat donald trump no uh, not I only that i don't think he could even, even get the democrat nomination so
9: i mean even if he gets that there's no way he beats trump no i mean trump no will way destroy him yep i mean oh my gosh ted cruz can't even walk to an airport anymore True. Trump has Trump has ruined him forever. Yeah, <laughs> I mean Ted, just be the senator. Actually, Take he, it easy.
1: we we did play that uh, 18 second audio. You know, he where he's kind of stumped. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was walking. Uh, he says uh, some dishonest journalists have attacked me for taking 18 seconds to answer the question about whether or not Trump can pardon himself right. mm-hmm. without acknowledging that I was walking through the Capitol. Late to a meeting and simply ignoring a question that a reporter had called out to me, as senators do every single day in the Capitol, <laughs> on the question of whether a president can pardon himself, we're seeing an abundance of knee-jerk partisanship and dishonest journalism. Yes, we are, but he doesn't answer the question. No, he doesn't. So because so.
9: it's because it, it's a it's an argument. Even uh, some of the other pundits are saying that uh, there's no there's nothing you know there's obviously nothing in the Constitution that says. He can't, or he can. Well, right. It
2: says he can't, and yeah. can in all uh, instances except for impeachment. So I mean, it literally says that verbatim in the Constitution. Okay. So I don't. I think we have our
1: answer. It's not going to happen anyway. He does But it's that's not, not impeachment. What he's if if he were to
2: right if, if he's he were charged to with
9: himself, yeah. that's not
1: impeachment. Yeah. No. He he pardoned himself for some crime that Mueller's investigating, right. which. He has said he's done nothing wrong and he doesn't need to. And it certainly seems himself. that way. Yeah. We'll see.
9: I mean, Mueller spent way more almost double what we said we'd give him to begin with. Yeah. It's time to end it. Yeah. I mean, uh, the last report was almost 17 million and we said you could have 10. Yeah. I mean, you talk about a government job. That's it, man. Mm-hmm. And he's found what? Uh, very little. 10 people maybe yeah. that mm-hmm. have done something wrong not that. Not what he was originally looking for. It's absolutely agonizing, agonizing. Hey, don't forget. Uh, I know you were talking about uh, uh, them uh, remodeling out here mm-hmm. for the Mercury One Museum, but uh, and you know you were teasing uh, a Glenn Beck tour.
2: Pfft. Mm. So what? Is there a better tour? Uh, we should
9: take? I, you know, so what that Glenn's given a tour. So what? David Barton's given a tour. Mm. So, so am I. Oh, <laughs> oh really? Okay. Oh, you could be a part so, of that? So, wow. mercury1.org. All right. And you take a tour with me. Yeah, but that's got to be cost prohibitive. I mean, They're letting in you uh, in here after do. hours. Brad and I are going to do one. Oh, nice. uh, and then Stu and I are going to do one. Mm. Now, Stu and I are going to do it together, but separate because I don't really necessarily want to be in the same room with them. Mm-hmm. But uh, <laughs> uh,
2: I feel animosity there. That's a
9: little. And uh, so, you know, forget the rest. I mean, go ahead,
1: mm-hmm. David Barton, stop it. Mercury what does he Mercury. know about the history thank you. Like, like, of these museums? Thank pieces. you. Plus,
9: no, I'm, I'm going to make it fun because you're going to look at it and go, I don't think that's true. Uh-huh. And you have to try to figure it out.
1: Yeah. Oh, that <laughs> I'm good. just going
9: to make up stories.
1: Just to see if Jeffy can walk that long. You know, to get you through an entire tour without wow. actually collapsing. You know, I, wow.
9: well, it's funny you say that. Be interesting. It's funny you say that because I, I actually thought about that. But as wow. I walked around down this hallway today, I see where Did they you, you go around the bend and they've got little tables. Yeah. where they're going to have stuff set on. Uh-huh. I'll be able to lean.
1: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so they've made provisions for you. <laughs> barely so. I don't know that Good. they know
2: it. And thankfully to, for that's... you, I don't think any of the tour goes upstairs, so you can just stay. I, down I'm here not doing upstairs. Yeah, huh? I don't
1: go upstairs. No. So I begged them for years to put in. I don't know, an escalator, an elevator, yes, or something. I
9: requisitioned an escalator a long time ago. I literally requisitioned
1: an escalator. And they. And yet, it's and been ignored. Been falls it falls on death. Sadly hitters. been ignored. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, let me tell you about real estate I Com. Um This is a great service because it, uh, the, your home is probably, I mean, for most of us, by far the biggest investment you're ever going to make in your life. And so you need to have somebody who's going to give you really good advice and not mess up buying or selling your home. It can have real financial impacts on your life. Real estate agents, I I trust, is a network of over 1,200 agents across America. And we make sure that they've got the right kind of experience, that they have good marketing plans, they're of good character, and that they've gotten good results for their clients in the past. Plus, they listen to the to Glenn Cho and her fans, and so you share that in common with them. So if you're trying to sell your house, you want to get the most money out of it. You want to get rid of it quickly. So go to realestateagentsitrust.com. We'll introduce you to the best agent in your town. realestateagentsitrust.com.
0: Pat Gray Unleashed. On the Blaze Radio Network. ...is
1: here. Mm-hmm. Finish it up with uh, Jeffy. 888 thirty three
9: ninety three. A couple stories. I mean, there's one, uh, there's brand new, uh, Uber is now installing a panic button uh, on their app, which is good, so you can, uh, you know, to help stop sexual assault and harassment. Uh, sex crimes directed at drivers for years, so the class action lawsuit had them come along, and they've got the stricter background checks on drivers, but nonetheless, panic button, panic button. Now, I don't know... If you're gonna, if by hitting the panic button, the uh, the driver e- ejects from the car, mm-hmm. I don't know what happens after that.
1: Does it call police? Um, I
9: guess it doesn't. It doesn't say. It just says we're mm. doing a. We're you're you're alerting Uber, I guess. So okay. Uber then says, um, Uber says, hey, call nine one uh, one, because uh, that's what uh, it, it's going to. Oh, the new emergency button will automatically communicate. With 911. So when you All hit right. the app, 911. Better be real. Yeah. Better be real. Did you know that we are having airstrikes in Somalia? What? Uh, I did not. The U.S. military strike says it has killed 49 members of the militant group Al Shabaab in three separate airstrikes over the last 12 days in Somalia. The latest strike was conducted uh, this Saturday. Mm. Uh, 27 suspected terrorists were killed. Uh, all three recent strikes. And eh, we believe no civilians were killed.
1: Mm-hmm. But uh, good. So don't worry about it. So we've got military operations yeah. going in places we have no idea. Airstrikes. We've got... Yeah, Airstrikes. Our military is in action in Somalia, too? Uh, uh, wow. Or, Every month we're hearing about a new location. I know. It's it's, amazing. I mean... Really it, weird.
9: I'm... Leaning toward the Pat Gray, yeah, shut it get down out of all these places. Uh, I mean, sometimes when you when you sit down and think about, uh, well, we should be there and we need to help these people, but Mm-mm. when we're doing airstrikes in Somalia and we still have the the entire Middle East on fire, mm-hmm. on top of I don't know South Korea, North Korea,
1: mm-hmm. China, uh, Europe. Uh, It's time to come home. Got our own border considerations.
9: Thank you. It's time to come home. Yeah, definitely. It's time. Mm -hmm. Let's let's shut these down. And also, uh, congratulations. uh, Over the last uh, first three months of this year, New York City, which acts as a sanctuary city for criminal immigrants, released 440 dangerous offenders uh, that were sought for deportation. Oh, my gosh. What? But 10% of them so far have uh, gone on uh, to commit more crime. Which uh, then gets them rearrested, and ICE rearrests them and takes them in again. <laughs> so, I mean, it's absolutely unbelievable. And the ICE is getting, I mean, they're getting really wound up about it and upset because the politics and rhetoric are putting its own communities and our officers at an unnecessary risk. By letting, you know, they arrest them, set them free because they're a sanctuary city, mm. can't do anything mm-hmm. to them. And then they go out and commit more crimes. You yeah. gotta arrest him again. It's madness. It's absolutely agonizing.
1: It's madness. I, mean, I just do not understand. It. Let's go to Laurie in Washington. Uh Lori, you're on the blaze. Hi.
3: Hi, everybody. Hi, Jeffy. How are you? Hi, Pat. <laughs> this is really Jeffy, say I hi.
1: So So can you not day. can you not hear the call? Uh Jeffy can't hear you. Okay. Uh Lori. Oh,
3: okay. I'll have okay, to okay, relate okay. what you
1: okay. say to him because
3: okay. Okay fine Well then Pat and Keith And we just to stop Bagging on Jesse Because I need him In perfect health Because I am taking His tour So if he oh, leaves wow. On anything If wow. he leaves On anything I don't care Okay just let the man so what leave. did she say I want him to leave
1: She's saying that uh, you need to stop being such a jerk, right. is what she's saying. No, Thanks for the call, no, Lori. Appreciate no. that. Oh, nice okay. to no, <laughs> Why, why did she even take, why oh, do we even take the call? Try, appreciate the call. Try Thanks, bathing.
2: Lori. She said something uh, about y- that. Yeah, she said Theodorant she's... is your friend. She She's... Maybe gonna take
1: a tour with you next week, but she's concerned because you're such a jerk to me right. and to, and to Keith. Right? And is that a quote? Yeah. She also said, "Please Loose. take a bath for the <laughs> love of heaven <laughs> right. before I go on this tour with you." <laughs> so, well, thanks for calling, Laura. Yeah. I appreciate it. Yeah. So well, I, know. I had to get rid of her because I, I didn't <laughs> want rude. her to. It was kind of, it rude. was really kind of rude, wasn't it? <laughs> and she normally is nicer than that. And yeah, so, I mean, she's done do some really nice things in the past, like sent us food and stuff. Yeah. But this, yeah, you, tr-
2: you trigger her. Just you being you triggers Lori D.
1: She doesn't like you. I mean, that's. I, I, I
2: think she just. Man, she's... I wish I could have heard her because. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. It's too him? bad we don't have the technology loose. for you to be able to hear. Loose, the calls. I mean, it was a
2: loose <laughs> quote. I mean, <laughs> uh, let's be honest, wasn't direct.
1: Triple Eight Nine Hundred Thirty Three Ninety Three. More Pat Gray unleashed is uh, inevitable.
0: Pat Gray only on the Blaze Radio Network. Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network.
1: 888-900-3393. And it Pat Unleashed on Twitter, uh, we've got some uh, University of Massachusetts at Amherst information for you because um, they're offering informational handouts to guide students through topics like Gender normative privilege. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> you're, you're privileged if you just feel like you're... If you're a man and you just feel like you're a man, well then, you've got privilege. If you're a woman who just feels like a woman and identifies that way, I guess you've been handed a special privilege. <laughs> the Stonewall Center, which is the LGBTQIA+. Resource center on campus offers. It, it, eventually, we're not going to be able to say that in uh, one show. It's going to take two shows to give you all the letters in this special interest group. It is. It is going to be more than a three-hour process to get through every letter who now belongs to this group.
2: The closing music of our three. We'll be playing while you squeeze in the last Ridiculous. of
1: the letters. Z Z. All right. See you tomorrow. <laughs> And don't forget
2: Q! Uh, no, we did Q already. But oh. there's another Q and, and we're clear. Sorry, uh, Pat. Right, didn't get him in. You can try uh, to get him all uh, We
1: tomorrow. didn't get him in. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna take two shows. Oh boy. So the Stonewall Center is the LGBTQIA plus resource center on campus. I can't. And it offers a series of twelve handouts on its website aimed <clears throat> at teaching students about transgender issues, including Transgender terminology, how to be an ally to transgender people, transgender films, and more. Now, I want the handout on the transgender films because I don't, I haven't seen a good transgender film in a while.
2: When's oh, the last time you saw one? You oh, think? How
1: long is it? Man, wasn't it like never o'clock?
2: <laughs> I, I think it was. Yes or never.
1: <laughs> I remember a big transgender movie from the night. I didn't attend, but it was from the 90s I think. I can't remember what the name of it was, but I'm sure people would be horrified by it now because if I remember correctly, in in the uh in the movie, a guy brought home what he thought to be a girl. Oh, and I, yeah. in the crying own, game. Crying game. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm. And didn't he throw up when he discovered what he discovered? I don't know. That the girl was a guy?
2: I don't watch movies. Or he got
1: mad and beat him up or something? I mean, it would not be acceptable today. You couldn't do that. I don't think you could get away with that. So I don't know that Crying Game would be considered a a transgender-friendly movie. (laughs) But the Stonewall Center, which of course represents the LGBTQIA plus people... Has served as a model for many other colleges and universities, and today more than 150 LGBTQIA+ campus centers and offices exist across any. I th,
2: good. All right, yeah, good. We're good.
1: More more than 150 on on campus uh, campuses all across the United States and Canada. Mm-hmm. There's a primer on gender normative privilege. For instance, which provides a checklist students can use to identify, quote, if I am gender normative or in some cases simply perceived as gender normative, you may just not be educated enough about your identity and the way you feel about you <laughs> to know that you're not gender normative. Gender normative is just you believe you're a guy if you're a guy, right? Sure. You you believe you're a girl if you're a girl. Okay. Some of the indications that one is gender normative include the ability to purchase shoes that fit my gender expression without having to order them in special sizes or asking someone to custom make them. Also, being able to use the showers at a gym or public school and not being expected to constantly defend my medical decisions. I can't. Your medical decision? Wait. If you're a guy and you go into the girls' locker room, Mm -hmm. that was a medical decision? Huh. I'll bet you there's a lot of guys who are going to be happy to hear that. And they're not transgendered.
2: Yeah. This is the
1: deal we've been talking about since this popped up in the first
2: place. Gender normative is what they are.
1: A gendered terminology handout, meanwhile, features a glossary of terms for students to study, such as MTF individuals, which is defined as male to female transsexual people. Oh, come on. Transsexual women or trans women, individuals assigned male at birth who identify as female. <laughs> Likewise, the school defines phrases such as cisgender privilege. Mm-hmm. Oh that's the that's regular you. one. That's you. That's me. I'm that's cisgender.
2: Well, yeah.
1: Two spirit people, gender queer individuals. Mm-hmm. And gender-affirming surgery. They got handouts on all of these at UMass. That is one. That is... Thank you, Mm -hmm. UMass. Thank you for considering all possibilities for everyone. Thank you.
2: Parents, how do you feel about those checks clearing, paying for that education?
1: I, I can't imagine it, honestly. I can't imagine it. According to the website, the department's overall objective is to serve... Lesbian, gay, bisexual, trans, queer, intersection, and asexual students and members of the local community. Good. When we opened in 1985, the Stonewall Center was just the third center of its kind on a college campus. Mm. Our center has served as a model for many other colleges and universities. And today, more than 150 LGBTQIA plus campus centers and offices exist across the United States and Canada. That is good news. That is such good news. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna call my boys right now and ask them if on their campus up there in Idaho mm-hmm. at BYU in Idaho mm-hmm. if they've got a Stonewall Center. Do Do you have
2: mm.
1: you know an LGBTQIA plus
2: campus center? I'm just proud of you for saying that without having to take a breath.
1: Yeah, it's I mean it's long. Uh, and one day. It'll be so long and wonderful, again, that you can't fit it all in in one show. (laughs) Along with the handouts, though, the center also offers UMass Trans Frequently Asked Questions, the Western Massachusetts Trans Resource Guide, a campus gender-inclusive restroom guide, transgender articles by the director and other transgender articles drawn from all kinds of sources. Hmm. This is beautiful. I... How many people is this accommodating? Seriously. Two. How how many people are confused about what gender they are? The emphasis that we've had on this in the last couple of years seems to be completely out of whack.
2: Yep. Yeah. And what, what's the definition of a trans fat? Is that... I mean, I mean, does that a trans even, fat? Yeah, well, remember I mean, that's a, that's a thing. That still matter? Does that, trans th- fats are a thing. Yeah. yeah. So has that changed the definition are... now with this new? <laughs> I don't know.
1: I don't know. We need that. That needs to be one of the frequently asked questions at UMass Trans. Or I maybe think maybe it's
2: just an overweight person <laughs> that's transitioning. I don't so know. are
1: trans fats good for me now, or are they considered bad? Um, I know that polyunsaturated fats uh-huh. are not good, oh, is that but right? are trans
2: fats okay? I don't know. I mean, I don't know. And can you say "fat" anymore? <laughs> and can you
1: say "trans" and "fat" together anymore? Probably yeah. not, because now you've just insulted somebody and you fat shamed them.
2: Trans large, trans. I wow. don't know That's... anymore. Help me.
1: Oh, good gosh. Mm. Cisgender privilege. Mm-hmm. So if you're just a regular person who's just feels.
2: Whoa! 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 Back up the criticism well, train.
1: Not a special person. These are special people.
2: Yeah, you. Yeah, you just have. No, reg- I'm If you're not. a regular person. Yeah, I'm, I want you to define regular, like sir. Like the crappy people, like us. Okay, crappy not the pe- not okay, the us.
1: special people, okay. like the the trans identifiers. There you, go. you know, the two spirit and the gender queer and the gender affirming and all that.
2: I want to be something.
1: The G. Oh. I, I, if you're one of the lucky, 91 other genders. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's more than that, dude. We already went over this. 132 or something. Uh, I, I don't. it's like when you hit print on the hmm. list of all the definitions, by the time you walk down the hall to the printer, there's another one that's missing from your list now. Now it's out of date.
1: For sure. <laughs> Which is why they fi- I think they finally gave up and, and added the plus because that just applies to all the rest of it now. In addition to this now, okay. we've got the prince and knight tales because, you know, too often a prince would get together with a princess. Or a knight with a fair maiden. Mm. And that, that's not inclusive. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. So the prince and knight story puts a gay-inclusive twist on traditional fairy tales. Mm. Long overdue. In Daniel Hack's new picture book, for your kids, this is awesome, (laughs) a handsome prince's search for happily ever after ends as many fairy tales do with a wedding. In this case, however... The prince's heart isn't won over by a beautiful maiden, but rather a knight in shining armor. (laughs) Hack, who resides in Los Angeles, said an overall lack of LGBTQIA plus representation in children's media inspired him to write Prince and Knight, released May 1st. The book features stunning full-color illustrations by Stephen Lewis that depict The prince's struggles in finding a bride, a battle with a ferocious fire-breathing dragon, and finally, true love's kiss. (laughs) He says kids deserve to see their own lives and their families represented, according to the first-time author. Mm -hmm. Prince Charming and the knight in shining armor, uh... Tell a story in which not only do they save the day, but they find true love oh. in each other. Yeah, they do. Too. Isn't that great?
2: That's good, man. I like this. this That's is so fun. Sweet and That's tender so and whatnot.
1: So wonderful. Such
2: so wonderful. And such as?
1: Prince and Night is the inaugural effort in a new partnership between Glad and uh, Bonnier Publishing. Oh which a joint statement said is aimed at integrating and elevating positive LGBTQIA representation in children's literature. Finally. So we're finally making some strides. And I don't know if this is available for download, but I'm sure you probably want to have it right now. It was just released May 1st. So it's probably available at a, at a bookstore near you if you have any bookstores near sure. you. But I would go directly to Kindle right now and download that thing.
2: Oh, yeah. Make sure it's on all the devices in your house so your kids get, can get it.
1: Get that in your kids' ears yeah. tonight.
2: Well, buy an extra copy and take it to your local library tonight. so all the kids in the neighborhood can right? brainwash. Um, I love this. There's, there's uh, little pictures here of the Holy prince. Cow. He's talking to, uh, to the lady. And he mm-hmm. says, the prince met many ladies and he made them all swoon. But it was soon clear that he was singing a different tune, and it shows him walking away from the ladies toward the night. Toward the guy, mm-hmm. yeah. Good stuff. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm.
1: You know what's not beautiful is trying to lose weight and not being able to. It, it sucks. Uh, it could be a real struggle. And once you hit a certain age, it's even more difficult. But there's something that can definitely help called Riduzone. And if you have proper nutrition, diet, and exercise, Riduzone will help you lose weight. And more importantly, keep those extra pounds from coming back. It's a safe, natural, FDA-acknowledged dietary supplement. So you eat decently and exercise a little bit, and then Riduzone helps you continue to do all of that.
2: It's great. Yeah, you don't get hungry. You don't feel hungry.
1: Exactly. Like Sarah Gonzalez, who lost... It's hard to believe, over 100 pounds, she hosts the uh, the news and why it matters. And to look at her, you would never guess she was 100 pounds heavier. But she says she still struggles with, you know, cravings like we all do. And so she takes Red during the course of the day and it helps her keep her mind off of it because it controls her appetite. A local company took the good stuff in olive oil and created a patented product with that OEA that's been shown to boost metabolism and reduce appetite. So try RIDUZONE. It's going to help you get over the hump. Finally, order it today at RIDUZONE.com. That's R-I-D-U-Z-O-N-E.com. Enter the promo code PAT, and you'll get 30% off a three-month supply. That's RIDUZONE.com.
0: Pat Gray Unleashed returns after this on the Blaze Radio Network. Grey returns
1: on the blaze radio network. Triple eight, 900 33 93 and it Pat unleashed. Uh, coming up in a, in a few minutes, we're going to be talking to uh whom, Keith. Who do we have coming up here?
2: We're going to be talking about Mike Kennedy. He's running against uh, Mitt Romney.
1: That's exactly that who we're talking Senate to.
2: seat out of Utah that Orrin Hatch is relinquishing.
1: Interesting. So we're going to find out that some of the differences they have now. I think Mike Kennedy actually beat him in the primary, right? Now this, now they're in the runoff together. So
2: the way Utah does it, you know they have like the, the conference where, where like the party gets the together caucus. And vote. the caucus, thank mm-hmm. you so much. And then if no one gets a majority, which nobody did, then the people get the vote. <laughs> yeah, nobody got
1: over 50 percent. But this guy actually came out ahead of Romney, and now Romney seems to be way ahead in the polls which is interesting. He must have gotten all the votes the other guys would have gotten, huh?
2: Yeah, so it's Strange. um let's see. Wow. So wait a minute. How did how did Kennedy get 51%? Romney wait, got that is a majority. Yeah, 49%. He'll tell us. Oh, 60 you got to have 60%. Oh, so okay. it's 51 49 Kennedy and wow. you need 60%, but now Romney's up and uh, this Kennedy guy um, Do we know what the pulse to make up is? some ground.
1: How far? How far up? Our,
2: up our oh, right now. Uh, the last one I saw was, uh, gosh, I want to say, double, definitely double digits. Um, okay.
1: Anyhow, yeah, we'll talk to him about it in a yeah. few minutes. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Alex Jones found uh, Bernie Sanders in the airport the other day. Oh. I don't know how. I don't know why. I I don't know. if He must have been in the Austin airport, and so they went down there to talk to him, to accost him and do one of those uh, ambush ambush interviews with him <laughs> and he's following him around in the airport with his aides and uh, here's a, a little bit of uh, what transpired between Alex Jones mm-hmm. and Bernie Sanders uh,
7: Mr. Sanders why do you think Mr. socialism is- works better than capitalism and why do you live in a <laughs> capitalist country I don't know why you're running from me where are you flying today you going to apologize to the Sandy Hook families Alex well, that's the media misrepresents that. That's that. You, you, you apologize for all the wars you guys launched, the Democrats.
1: <laughs> it's interesting. His le- his aide is tired of the questions he's trying to fire at uh, Bernie Sanders, and so he asks if he are you going to apologize to the Sandy Hook families? Uh, the the media rep- misrepresents that. No, they actually don't. <laughs> no, um, the media says that you called it a hoax, and. You did.
7: They have staged events before,
1: mm-hmm. but then you learn the school had been
7: closed and reopened, and you got video of the kids going in circles going in and, in and circles. out of the building, and they don't mm-hmm. call the rescue choppers for two hours, and mm-hmm. then they tear the building down and seal it, and they, they get Sh- caught re- using blue screens, and uh, a, a email by Bloomberg comes out in a lawsuit mm-hmm. where he's telling his people, get ready in the next 24 hours to capitalize on a shooting. Uh, yeah, so, so Sandy Hook is a synthetic, completely synthetic. fake with actors, in my view, manufactured. I could. Okay, now how does
1: the media repre- misrepresent I mean.
2: that? Uh, don't tell me you're going to define completely fake as yeah. being completely fake, completely, completely fake.
1: manufactured, synthetic. I, I mean, come on, stop lying about that, Alex. Ugh, stop lying yes. about it. I mean, I, I know you're getting heat from it, and you should. Um, but back to the uh, accosting Bernie Sanders at the airport. Uh, here's here's how that went.
7: Mr. Sanders, why do you
2: think socialism works better? I like this capitalism? question. Actually. Why do you live in a capitalist country?
1: Yeah, if you love socialism so much, why don't you go to a socialist country where you can enjoy the fruits and the benefits of it? Uh, doesn't that make, it kind of makes sense to me.
2: That's a fair question for someone who self-identifies as a socialist. I think it's fair. I don't know why you're running from me. Where are you flying today? You gonna to apologize to the Sandy Hook families, Alex? You're well, that's the
7: media misrepresents that. That's that. You, you, you apologize for all the wars you guys launched, the Democrats? All <laughs> the millions you killed? Yeah, uh, my do dad you run vacation Bernie, or do you want to give
4: those to the uh, Yeah, your
7: hundred-thousand-dollar
1: Audis. Does he have a hundred-thousand-dollar Audi? I mean, these are fun questions to mm-hmm. a socialist. Yeah. I like it. I, I like the questions he's peppering him with because. If you love socialism, what are you doing here? Okay. You can go to a place where they already have it and they already believe as you do. Then they hit him with his million dollar uh, plus vacation home. Does he have one?
2: Yeah, I, I don't know. Snopes says uh, did, Bernie did Bernie Sanders, Sanders, buy... Sanders
1: buy a hundred and seventy two thousand dollar car with campaign donations? They okay. call it false.
2: Okay, but that's with campaign donations. Let's okay, see if but he actually does he? Yeah, who cares if it's go. campaign donations? Yeah, let's
1: just see. If you're a socialist and you believe in equality for all and all of that kind of stuff, that you ha- you should all have equal outcomes. You shouldn't be doing that, living high on the hog like this. Do they, so is it mostly the campaign contribution they they yeah. debunk, or is it the car Yeah, they're itself? saying
2: it's difficult to, to tell here. Um, yeah, it wasn't we'll difficult
1: for him to call it false, though. They just called yeah, it they, false, yeah. period.
2: Okay, there's other places. I'm just going to have to figure this out. Yeah, here. Snopes won't. But they, they do have pictures of him driving a $172,000 sports car, um, an Audi uh, R8. But I don't know. Let's see here. I just don't know if it's just a rental or whatever. You know, I just, I don't know right now.
1: Is an R8 up to
2: $170,000
1: now? Okay, well, they're saying this article says uh, Bernie Sanders drives $170, a $170,000 Audi R8 fiction. So, I don't know. We'll have to look into this. Because I, I didn't... I mean, those are good questions if, if you're a socialist. What are you doing living this kind of lifestyle? You should be spreading your wealth around to those who don't have it. Am I right? I think I'm right. Also, triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. We told you about the oldest living person on the earth a couple of weeks ago. She was the one who hasn't been happy at all in her life and wishes she oh, yeah. died a long time ago. Yeah. Well, now she went she just turned. She was 128 at the time. She just turned 129. <sighs> she uh, celebrated her birthday at the start of June with her six grandchildren and 16 great-grandchildren. And uh, she says, I see other people eating healthy and doing fitness routines. I have no idea why, I, why I've lived so long. It was God's will. I did nothing to make it happen. Now, they've had, they have some good pictures, some close-up, close-ups of her. She doesn't look a day over 110.
2: Yeah,
1: Not a day over 110. Spry. Sadly, though, this is really sad. She says, I have not had a single happy day in my life. That's really sad, if
2: that's true. (laughs) Where does she live again? Russia. Mm, There you go.
1: I have always worked hard, digging in the garden. I am tired. Long life is not at all God's gift for me, but a punishment. Hmm. She would have been... 55 years old when World War II ended. Oof. And 102 when the Soviet Union collapsed a generation ago. And
2: wow. And what, 27, 20? 20, pushing 30 when communism took over in Russia. Right. Wow. But boy, she sounds happy. Tell me another story, Grandma. Well, great, 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 great grandma. <laughs>
1: she uh, was born. June first, okay. eighteen eighty nine. Wow, that is something else. Holy cow. She's gonna be a hundred and thirty next year wow. if she makes it that long.
2: Benjamin Harrison was the president of the United States at that point. Wow.
1: And this was before uh this was before Lenin in Russia. So this was the time mm-hmm. of the czars. Yeah. She has seen a lot. She's lost all her children except one daughter. Uh, during the Chechen wars, and her remaining daughter died in 2013. She's outlived all her children. Wow! Now just her grandchildren and great grandchildren remain. Uh, some years ago, she also lost her eyesight. That's hard, mm. and now depends on descendants to take care of her. But she still has her faculties. You know her 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 brain faculties. Her granddaughter Asma. It's an interesting name. Attributes her longevity to a healthy plant based nutrition and hard manual work. She said, Grandma hasn't been eating meat for a very long time, even chicken. She only eats fruits and vegetables. That's a that's a lot like me. I, I, I eat very little meat. I'm I'm almost completely vegetarian now. I, I mean, yeah. well, except for a little bit of fish and some chicken and, you know, well,
2: a little bit of beef. And you don't look a day uh, over 110 either. No, I'm, I know. I just want to point out.
1: I know, and it's I attribute that to my incredible diet of near vegetarianism. Hmm. But uh most animals I don't eat at all. I for instance alligator, I don't eat it. Huh. Bear, right? Don't eat bear. Emu meat? None. Zero in my lifetime. So mostly, you know, vegetarian.
0: I see. Pat Gray, the Blaze Radio Network. Unleashed.
1: 888 thirty three ninety three, And at uh, Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Uh, we're going to talk to uh, Mike Kennedy, who is a state rep in Utah and a family daughter. Do- family daughter. A family doctor. And he's taking on Mitt Romney for the U.S. Senate seat that is opening up when uh, Orrin Hatch retires. Uh, Mike, welcome to The Blaze. Hi.
8: Pat, thanks for having me. How are you today? Uh, doing well, thanks.
1: Uh, so you actually beat Romney in the caucus, isn't that right? Like fifty-one to that forty-nine percent, something like that.
8: Yeah, and if you if you know how that works, it's a set of delegates that are elected by their neighbors, and so they went to caucus, and we were outspent at least ten to one. We haven't gotten the final numbers on that, but we still were able to edge out a win, fifty-one to forty-nine percent, which we we're wow. really proud of that. Yeah, yeah,
1: uh, you should be. Um, so. Romney obviously has the big name. Uh, Utahns know him. They they have seen him in action in the in the Olympic Games and running for president and all of these things. So it's a tough road to hoe. Are you uh um how how are you positioned compared to Mitt Romney? Um for instance, we- we're not that impressed with his conservatism. <laughs> there seems to be, you know, some areas where he's a little bit squishy.
8: Yes. And that's, uh, I said in the debate, it was, it was a week ago today, we had a debate. And the main thing that's consistent about his record is it's inconsistent. Yeah. So it's one of those dynamics that, that it's just hard to tell where he stands on different things. And that is a distinction in this race, Pat, as I'm consistent. I'm i am consistent in favor of small government. I'm, I fought against the implementation of Obamacare in this, this state. I'm consistent in my support of the Constitution, and particularly for the Second Amendment and religious freedom. I I think um, these kind of things are fundamental to our society. I'm consistent in keeping taxes low. In Utah, generally, those are just Utah values, right? That's what mm-hmm. we do in Utah. We balance our budget every year. I'm proud of that fact that I, along with other legislators and the governor, we, we don't seem to have a struggle in, in Utah like we do in Washington, D.C., in balancing our budget. And We continue to keep taxes low and regulatory burden low here in this state. And I said last week in the debate, Utah is open for business. We We are a great state. We're continuing to grow, which presents its own set of challenges but a big part of that is because we're conservative and i'm i'm proud of that record that i along with others have contributed to the the significant growth that this state has seen over the past decade or more
1: so i'm trying to Uh, I'm trying to assimilate the fact that you have a budget, let alone balanced a budget. (laughs) Federally, we haven't had a budget since 2009, Uh, so you're ahead of the game right there.
8: Uh, uh, I've said over and over, I, I live on a budget. I talk to my audience and I say, "You live on a budget. The mm-hmm. government should live on a budget." It's So <laughs> yes. basic, but we can't seem to do it. It's in Washington D.C. I, I don't get it, but that's something I'd be deeply invested in. Yes. Yeah.
1: Now, if you were to get to the Senate, who do, who do you see yourself caucusing with? Um, would you be more like uh, more likely to to caucus with Mike Lee or Orrin Hatch, whose seat you're running Most for? Most
8: definitely, Mike Lee. I, that is uh, so Utah values and that that basic conservative understanding and federalism and the, the fact that most things should be done in the state and with the people, not in the federal government. Mike Lee has been, a, I think, an outstanding senator for our mm-hmm. state, and mm-hmm. I'd, love to, I'd love to team up with him and other like-minded individuals. I, I talk about the critical mass. As, as at some point, government continues to march forward the way it is until you aggregate a certain amount of senators or representatives like the Freedom Caucus in the House of Representatives, where people get together and they say, look, enough's enough. We're not doing it this way anymore. One, one is only one voice in the Senate, but if you had two or three or five together, get up to ten, and all of a sudden it's a force to be reckoned with as far as we're going to make change. And so Mike Lee is, I think, uh, he's been a great servant of the people of the state of Utah, and I'd, I'd look to him as somebody that I'd want to exemplify him. Yeah.
1: Well, and in a state like Utah, there's no reason that, I mean, Mike Lee is, should be doubled in the Senate. There's no know, reason to have an Orrin <laughs> Hatch type who has, you know, had some pretty interesting policies ever since his best friendship with Ted Kennedy back in the day. Um And he, he tended to start leaning that direction too, it seems. Um, I don't know, from about 1990 on. So it would be, Very refreshing to actually have two conservatives from the state of Utah, which you should.
8: This state is a very conservative state, and I think that's one of the fantastic things is our growth and progress is a reflection of small government and unfetter the people, let them let them innovate. And uh, I mean, it's outstanding. So I live in North Utah County and I, I think you've lived in Utah. Are you mm-hmm. from Utah? I, I'm not I from there, but I've lived stuff. there um, a so couple of times. Lehigh yeah. area, if you know the Lehigh area, it's just exploding with technology development. And and a big part of that is just, we are we our costs are low. Our energy costs are low. Mm-hmm. We have reduced government burdens on these individuals. And, and as a result, they just, they people come here from all over the country to, to stay in, And um, I wish that we could at some point replicate that throughout the country, because when the people are unburdened, when they don't have government pushing down on them, then they can actually accomplish so many things and grow our economy, and everybody does better as a result of that.
1: One of the things that's been uh, really controversial lately is um, the Second Amendment. And and gun control legislation. Where do you where do you stand uh, on that in this common sense gun legislation people are talking about?
8: Yeah, the common sense is always the the trick word there, uh-huh. isn't it? Is is for me and that that's where my record is consistent, is over and over again I've had opportunities in my legislative service these past six years to vote on Second Amendment. Legislation, and I've voted in favor of the Second Amendment every time. And I I just think, Pat, I think you and I and your listening audience understand the issue is not the weapon; it's the people wielding the weapon. And and that does not Mm -hmm. negate the possibilities of we got to do something about this. But the idea of taking law-abiding citizens' weapons, it doesn't make any sense to me. But the idea of reaching out, mental health opportunities, the opportunities for us to actually uh, apply the laws that are already in place successfully as Sadly, has been demonstrated in some of these tragic events. These people are just slipping between the cracks of what's already there. And as a result of failure, not of we don't have enough laws, but failure to actually respond to the possibilities that these people are moving in, the, in a terrible direction, that that's where the problem is. So, yeah, common sense gun regulation. It, we already have plenty of laws on the books. My record's consistent on that.
1: Okay. Uh, what are your thoughts on the Republican Party in general? Uh, they've had the majority in the Congress now for uh, several years, and seemingly, as far as I'm concerned, have gotten very little done. what What are your general, what's your impression of uh, the job they've done so far?
8: The other day, I was thinking about Abraham Lincoln, and I'm I'm still proud to be a member of the Party of Lincoln. I just think Abraham Lincoln is still a an outstanding example of of somebody who is trying to move our country in the right direction. At the same point. I. it seems like money drives the process. And it's not, it's not a problem of one party. It's a problem of people within these parties as far as there's so many special interests, so much money flowing through that as a result, it's easy for individuals within parties to forget the, the people that they really represent. And I'm a, I'm a party platform kind of guy. I think the Republican Party platform is something that we can and should adhere to mm. and whether or not people do that i, I think that's it's kind of easy pat to lose your way when you kind of lose your anchor when you don't have an anchor to to stabilize your ship in the stormy waters of life and I, I just say that when you look to principles that we see in the platform that we would all do better if if the people that we elected said what they were going to do and actually did that and that's where president trump comes into play is, is he's actually a man that's keeping his promises, and I'm really impressed with the number of things he's been able to get done this past year and a half in his presidency, and I'm glad to stand with him and moving that conservative agenda forward.
1: Yeah, it's, you know, if the Republican Party doesn't stand for principles, what difference does it make whether you vote for Republicans or Democrats? And so it's... It's refreshing to hear somebody talk about the principles that the Republican Party is supposed to stand for because it really kind of hasn't stood for those things for quite a while. Um, Let me ask you what you think the biggest issue is uh, both on a national basis and uh, for your state
8: it's yeah that's a great question and and i sometimes feel like a firefighter walking into a forest fire that's on fire and it's like which tree should i put out first you know i gotta Mm -hmm. i got a way to shut down some of the fire there's so much to do but i still think the unfettering of the people and when it comes to the economy and the fact that we can cut taxes which president trump and the legislature have done and getting the regulatory burden off the people and and for me pat i'll generalize that by saying Solutions in communities and with people and if necessary in the state, not in Washington, D.C. I just I think one of the biggest issues we confront is I want Washington, D.C. to be smaller and the people to be bigger. They've got the solutions. They can fix these problems. It's just a matter of. Get out of their way so they can actually do these things. So I'm invested in that tax cuts and reduced regulatory burden. These are these are things that my record reflects and, and that my U.S. Senate work would reflect as well. Where do you stand on uh, term limits? I think they're uh, they would. <laughs> it's a bit of a trick question too. I think they're great, and I think <laughs> that we would do a lot better if we had a part time legislators that were willing to go back to the plow and actually work for a living instead of spending all their time doing the politicking sort of thing. So the legislature, whether it be state or federal, they're not going to pass those on themselves. But I do believe that legislators ought to hold themselves to to term limits themselves. And I've already said I'm not serving more than three terms, which is a long time, 18 years Mm -hmm. of Senate service, is something that I'm 49, I'd be 67 by the time I roll out of there, and I just, I can't I can't tolerate the idea of the rest of my natural life being spent in that service. And I think there's a lot right. of good people that can do this work, and, and I think term limits would be great. I just don't foresee that happening as far as legislation. But I'd also say that we as people just need to look to legislators that love to just be regular people instead of uh, full-time politicians, and I'd elect those people over somebody that wants to take it on as a career. It's not its not healthy for our society or for the individual, I, I believe.
1: Well, that alone is a refreshing change from what Utah has seen uh, in current Senator Orrin Hatch, who entered office when Millard Fillmore was president. Is, was, it, or was it Harrison? <laughs> yeah. It was Harrison. Uh, Harrison, okay. Uh, so... So that I mean, and you can tell what that does to a person over the last you know forty years in office. He he's not the same guy, at least politically. He's not the same guy that he was when he entered office. I I remember Orrin Hatch when he entered office. I lived in Utah when he when he entered the Senate, and uh, wow, he does not legislate the same way that he once did. That there's no doubt about that. So, um, I how do if people uh, like what they've heard from you? How do how do they help out, Mike?
8: Thank you, Pat. So, KennedyforUtah.com, KennedyforUtah.com is our website. We'd love to have the support of your good people. The the reality behind these processes is all hands on deck. We're all helping one another, mm-hmm. and I believe this is a chance for a new direction for the senator from the state of Utah, my opponent. Is part of the part of the establishment process, and that's fine. Uh, he can he mm-hmm. can proclaim his potency there, but for me, I, I really think a regular, working Utahn who's offering a doctor, an attorney, a state legislator, as I am, that those those skill sets to the people of Utah, and most especially somebody who knows Utah on a on a really granular level. I I love this place and want to serve the people. And so, KennedyforUtah.com is our website. We'd love to have. The help of you and your listeners, and moving this campaign forward.
1: Is the name uh, detriment in Utah? The
8: name Kennedy? <laughs> <laughs> it
1: does... is a, a conservative Kennedy is a rare,
8: rare thing to find? So yeah, yeah we're we're uh, we're finding we have to explain that to some people, but uh, not all Kennedys are Democrats, <laughs> and this this one certainly is not. <laughs> all right,
1: Mike. Uh, good good luck, um, Kennedy. Thanks, f-
8: Pat. Good talking to you.
1: Appreciate it. Uh, Kennedy for Utah Kennedy f o r Utah he could definitely use the support because you know that uh, Mitt Romney's got some big money guns and a machine behind him. Yeah. Uh, so it's a tough road. Um, and if you, if you want a conservative and you live in Utah, yeah, I'll let you be the judge of who's the better choice. But Kennedy Utah dot com, if you believe what you've just heard. Uh, summer's here and there's no better time than right now to get a new flag uh, for summer. Check out our friends at CollinsFlags.com. They're family-owned and operated. They've been in business since 2001, and they are committed to making quality American and military flags. They make them all right here in the United States of America. So you don't have American flags made in China, which I, I personally love. They're committed to offering highest quality flags at wholesale pricing, and there's not a flag they don't have. They have it all, from the highest quality American-made flags to state flags. Military flags are your favorite sports team. They have them all. They ship their orders within 24 hours, and shipping's free on orders over $75. With um, Flag Day coming up, was that June 14th? It is. Next week. Yeah. And then we've got uh, July 4th, just around the quarter. This is a great time to go to collinsflags.com. Or you could call them, too, at 800-950-4061. They also have a uh, great offer for our Blaze listeners only. Use the promo code Blaze, and you'll get an extra 15% discount. Promo code Blaze, get 15% off your order, plus free shipping on all orders over $75. And on their social media, you can register to win a free American flag right now. Post your best flag picture On social media, use the hashtag MyFlagDisplay2018. CollinsFlags.com. 800-950-4061 or at CollinsFlags.com.
0: Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Ray returns.
1: Well, here it is. Uh, we got ourselves a trade war. Mexico will impose a 20% tariff. <coughs> 20% tariff on U.S. pork products. According to two industry officials, uh, for the first time providing details of the country's retaliatory measures <coughs> to U.S. President Donald Trump's tariffs on steel and aluminum. Last week, Mexico said the retaliatory Tariffs would apply to pork legs and shoulders from U.S. suppliers, which account for about 90% of the country's billion-dollar annual imports of the cuts. It's a 20% tariff on legs and shoulders, fresh and frozen, with bones and without bones. (laughs) (laughs) So, pretty much all legs and shoulders.
2: You know what, after you read it like that, Uh I'm not interested in pork.
1: (laughs) I know. It's, it sounds mm. kind of nasty that way.
2: Mm. I mean, did you say shoulders and legs?
1: Yes. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Pass. U.S. decision to go ahead with the steel and aluminum tariffs. It's complicated talks with Mexico and Canada to rework the uh, NAFTA agreement. Other industry officials pointed to Canada as a possible substitute pork supplier that has tariff-free access to Mexico thanks to NAFTA. And maybe the European Union. you going to drive
2: right through America? Uh-huh. Oh, that's good. That Not the uh-huh. superhighway?
1: Yep. <laughs> Last year, Mexico imported nearly 650,000 tons of pork legs and shoulders, worth an, an estimated $1.07 billion, according to their government data. So it's on. hmm Got ourselves a trade war.
2: We also have some breaking news. Um, Jeffy just informed me that a judge has ordered President Trump to sit for a deposition in the defamation case from an ex-apprentice contestant. Whoa. That's from The Hill. So, so he has to sit for a deposition. Apparently so. Judge is ordering it. That's I all I have. I thought
1: that Giuliani said he didn't have to do that.
2: Well, Giuliani's also said we had shifting explanations or something <laughs> like that, right? I yeah, yeah. So I don't know.
1: Huh. <laughs> Uh, a lot of experts have been saying, no, you can't make the president do that. Well, maybe uh, you can. I don't know. That's going to be interesting to see what comes of that. Yeah. You got that from Jeffy?
2: I did get that from Jeffy. What you got there?
1: I've got uh, from Struggling Lumby, mm-hmm. Struggling Lumby, mm-hmm. uh, there is a picture.
2: Because earlier we were discussing different we definitions were, of sexuality and right, what have you. Right, trans
1: and then trans fats trans came fats up. Trans came up. And, uh, and here's Jeffy. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, a picture of Jeffy dressed as Hillary Clinton <clears throat> and uh, the subject of course is trans fat
2: <laughs> so here's your trans fat <laughs> hashtag put
1: a, that in your so sure. can you tweet this out at yeah. uh, pat
2: Unleashed? okay let's see here yeah we're doing here's right your now. trans
1: fat right <laughs> <there>. <laughs> <laughs> it's jeffy dressed as a good trans job.
2: person good job struggling uh, lumpy
1: that's uh, brilliant it's brilliant <laughs> so good uh, also, there's an interesting story in the Wall Street Journal about uh, some jeans that are being sold, kind of high end jeans, that, uh, well, they cost $2,000 a pair.
2: Oh, that's Two, a bargain, right? $2,000.
1: What? And they're made in Japan. Uh, Labor intensive craftsmanship and individual details, and the price tag of up to $2,000 for these Japanese-made wow. jeans.
2: They had to start making these jeans because they no longer make those beads, you know, that you sing about. <laughs> <So they had laughs> All to the beads that way. were
1: once made by hand are nowadays made in Japan. And then that, of course, got shifted yeah. to
2: China. Well, China. And so now Japan's left in the lurch. And they're like, oh, i got to come up with something. And they came up with these crazy jeans, but they don't know how to price them, apparently. Exactly. Oof.
1: Now, the article says, to the uninitiated, which would be me, I, I, I can't look at things and, me. and say, oh, those are $2,000 jeans. <laughs> wow, those are nice. Uh, they might look like $25 pairs of jeans from Target, but they'd be $2,000 uh, jeans.
2: I mean, are they edible? I mean, what-, I, I, t- what would you have to do to
1: denim to make it cost $2,000 that's unreal. I've I mean, you could you. get a dang nice suit for $2,000. I
2: told you, man. We're in the wrong business.
1: If someone bought... Uh, according to this uh, uh, co-owner of five North American shops called Self Edge that sell these uh, Japanese denim jeans, he said, if someone wants wants the best denim, they'll be led to this Japanese denim. <laughs> what? What is... I, I mean... How soft can you get it? How magnificent can it be? How bendable and pliable? I I don't even know what you would have to do to make me buy a pair of... Well, you, you couldn't do anything because I, I wouldn't. I would have
2: $2,000. you imagine what you could do with two grand I mean, rather could, than buy one pair of pants? You could buy a hundred pairs of pants. I mean, more than that. I just... Wow. I don't have I don't understand how things are valued in society. I I know. I seriously. I mean, it's I like know. some things are actually uh, cheaper than I would expect, you know? Like uh I don't know, as much as you wear a shirt, right? You mm-hmm. know? I can't believe it doesn't cost more than it does. Mhm. But, you know, we got one pair of pants It cost <laughs> you 2 grand. <laughs> two I just don't understand how those are in the same, you know, <laughs> realm.
1: I know. That's just nuts. That, compute. that is nuts. Also, Fox News is having to apologize right now for uh, posting a photo of three Philadelphia Eagles that were kneeling. And uh, they claimed that this was the Eagles because they were talking about the fact that the the president canceled their visit to the White House today. And they said that this was an instance of where they were kneeling in protest. Mm -hmm. And actually, they were praying Bef- long before the national anthem.
2: Last weekend, the same thing happened online with a conservative website, and I tweeted the author, and he ignored me or didn't see it or whatever. Um, it was They're the Falcons were praying in a thing, and they called it healing. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, really bad.
2: Gotta, I mean, it's not hard. Just It's pretty really obvious. Bad.
1: Yeah. <sighs> yeah, because none of the eagles, and you know, every story has said this pretty much, none of the eagles actually knelt during the regular season last year. So you probably should have known that, Fox News. And now that's kind of embarrassing for him. 888 mm-hmm. 933 Use that number tomorrow, and we'll see you again here on Pat Gray Unleashed.
0: Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network.